Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by critiquing, in this case, former players. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Derek Kubitschek, and today I am excited to revisit with everyone the post-merge of Season 23 of Survivor, South Pacific. And tonight, I am joined by two fabulous co-hosts, the irreplaceable Ryan Stacy, Hello! And the also irreplaceable Josh Wessler. Uh, hello. You don't get your own word. No, yeah, it was it was special when you said it for Ryan, but now it just means nothing. <laughs> you know, kind of like the word honor or integrity. Oh, <laughs> I got him. So yes, uh, we watched the post-merge of Survivor Season 23, South Pacific, which is a polarizing season of Survivor, generally not super well-liked. We'll get into all that in a minute, but just remind everybody, I'm your resident Survivor super fan. He knows everything there is to know about Survivor and precious little about most other things. And Derek, I, you know, on these Rewind series, I have never seen season 23. Um, I did confess in the pre-merge portion of this series that I believed to be spoiled on the winner. We will not confirm or deny that at this point. Shortly but, we will, though. But I did not know what the A to B journey was like. So I got to experience how we got there for the first time ever, and I'm excited to bring that perspective today. And I... Josh Wessler. Just to remind everyone, watched the season a couple of years back. I only watched the premiere, merge, and finale episodes. Uh, so it was nice to get a, a nice little refresh here. We just finished watching the finale, and it was just it was nice to see everyone again. <laughs> so the point of this podcast is we rewatch Survivor, so you don't have to. There's 42 seasons of Survivor at this point, and you might not have time to watch all of them. So we're here to do it for you. If you can't, we're here to tell you which ones are must-watch Survivor. Survivor South Pacific is a very interesting season of Survivor for the question of must-watch Survivor. I'll let Derek start off. So, for the pre-merge, I fell on the side of the coin that it it was not must-watch Survivor because we didn't really get a whole lot from the captain season because it started off as just a really strong back-and-forth captain season in a pre-merge. But we're going to see some stuff in the post-merge that I accidentally have predicted that could happen several times throughout this Rewind series. And we see it come to fruition in the most esoteric, ethereal way. And for that, I fall on the side that it is must-watch Survivor, because if you're going to go on Survivor, you need to know to what extent all weapons may be used against you. And I'll talk more about that when we get into the spoiler section, but for that reason alone, I think you actually just need to watch the entire season so you have context, but it really does pick up full speed in the post-merge. Yeah, this one is fascinating. I will say this is must-watch Survivor, not only for people who are interested in Survivor. I think regular people who are, aren't really Survivor fans should watch this because there's a lot to learn about humanity in general in this season of Survivor. Um, manipulation, stuff like that. There's there's a lot to unpack here. This is a, a kind of heavy season of Survivor, not to the point where I think it's like, island of the idols bad i think it's just real i think this is real i think this is raw i think this is must watch survivor i am in the vast 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 minority i love this season i i i said that last time i love it more on this rewatch uh there was two episodes i said that were boring that weren't as boring this time this this season chugs on all cylinders i have a couple issues with the editing that's about it but this is a really great season of survivor for me just from a, a just study of humanity perspective must watch survivor go watch it right now 
Yeah, and I think I said that uh, this was not must-watch Survivor in the pre-merge. And I think I specifically did that because I had a feeling that I was going to make it must-watch Survivor in the post-merge. And that's exactly what I'm going to do here. I, I think that everyone should watch at least part of this season. For the things that you guys mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll get into that post-spoilers. Yeah. There's some very interesting approaches taken to people's games and, and how they assimilate themselves within the game but then there's the the other two big things that i think are important that yes we've gotten before but maybe not as in uh, as great of a capacity and that's the the captain season and redemption island never rule out the fact that redemption island might someday return in, in yep. some stupid capacity and so far this is only the second redemption island season that we've covered but i would recommend this one over the previous one so if i'm going to recommend a redemption island season this is going to be the one so far plus it has some uh really interesting dynamics with the captains that are on this season and how they approach their games and how other people also treated them a lot of it goes against things that we talk about and the things that we recommend for dealing with captains so watching that play out especially later on into the game is I think very beneficial for people to do. For sure. Um, so spoiler alert for Survivor South Pacific. Go watch it. Come back and give this a watch. Uh, spoilers in three, two, one. You could really rename the season Survivor Cult Island, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor cults are bad, okay? Yes. Cults are bad, that's where we're at. So let's go over let's go over this cast uh, real quick. So right now in the game, there's six people left on the Upolu tribe. Five on Savai'i and two people on Redemption Island. So we'll go through them. We'll start with the Savai'i tribe. The five members currently in the game. We have Jim Rice, a medical marijuana dispenser from Denver. Keith Tolfson, a water treatment technician from Minnesota. Edina, our favorite town. Don Meehan, an English professor from Utah. Whitney Duncan, a country music singer from Nashville. And John Cochran, a Harvard Law student from Washington, D.C. On the Apollo tribe, the six members of Apollo, we have Edna Ma, an anesthesiologist from Los Angeles. Brandon Hance, an oil tanker crewman from Texas, the nephew of the notorious Russell Hance. Rick Nelson, a rancher, not a ranger. Derek. Ranger Rick. Rancher Rick Nelson from Utah. Albert Destrad, a baseball slash dating coach from Florida. Captain Coach Wade, uh, returning from Survivor Token Sheets and Heroes vs. Villains. And Sophie Clark, a medical student from New York. Our two people on Redemption Island, another captain, Ozzy Luth, uh, returning from Survivor Cook Islands and Micronesia. And finally, Christine Shields Markowski, a teacher from New York. Those are the 13 people left in the game. Our winner picks, I had Ozzy. I had Coach. I had Edna. So we'll see how this goes for us. We'll see if my winner pick is going to get back in the game here. Spoiler alert, he is. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Are you guys ready to jump into this, uh, these episodes? Let's just jump into it, Heck and then yeah. we can tackle we can tackle these issues as we come to them. It, it, I, I think that's the best organized way to do it. Yeah, uh, organized religious way to do it. Yeah. All right. So, episode eight, double agent. So, after voting out Ozzy, sitting in Redemption Island, and you know, if you guys remember, this is part of Operation Trojan Horse. This is the plan. Cool. Keith is very critical of Cochran for not being the one to go to Redemption Island. And Keith is going to get voted out in this episode, and I think here is why. Like, this moment is the reason why Keith is the one selected to go home in this episode. Uh, he's going to end up losing the game because of this little criticism right here. He's just a dick to Cochran for no real reason. Let it go, man. Let it go. It You're really not... doesn't matter. 
Why? You're not repping Minnesota well. <laughs> so we're going to go to Redemption Island. And uh, Derek, why, why don't you take over? Tell us what happens on Redemption Island. This is a big meme. You like to quote this all the time. You'd never, you'd never seen this. You didn't know the context for what it was for. And you were really excited for this moment. I remember you kept saying his, this famous line to me. So I'm going to let you, you describe the scene. Well, wow, that was quite the buildup. But it, it's absolutely true. It's one of those moments where... I knew it from Survivor lore. I knew it from I knew it from Reddit. I knew it from Twitter. I knew it from the GIF. I knew it from the short video on YouTube. I think it was turned into a Vine back when that was a thing. Uh, so now it's on TikTok, I'm sure. But Ozzy comes up with this great plan before he gets voted out initially, and we talk about this a little bit, that he is going to pretend that he was betrayed by Cochrane, and then he's going to put on an Oscar-worthy performance and convince everyone that Cochran has flipped so that he can go over to Apolu and gather information and they can play their idol correctly and Savai can get the upper hand for the post-merge. And so naturally, Ozzy, uh, being the uh, practice thespian that he is, steps onto the beach in front of the eager and hungry crowd. Everyone's there. Everyone's there. Everyone everyone is there. So all all 11 people, or all 10 people still left in the game. 11. 11. All all 11 people still left in the game proper, witnessing Ozzy saying, I'm going to get back in this game for revenge, basically. (laughs) That's the line. That's it. That's the winner. For revenge, basically. And Ozzy Ozzy wins an Emmy for this moment because, you know, it's TV. He can't win the Oscar, but he got the Emmy. He's well on his way to the EGOT. Oscar could not win the Oscar, but he can win the Emmy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny. (laughs) But yes, for everyone, that that is a big Survivor meme. If you didn't know it, now you do, but you're listening to our podcast, so you probably know. Uh, I was so excited to finally see this. So, yeah, nobody on a pool of bias is like, we get... Cuts to it cuts to Albert. And he's like, I don't buy it. Nobody buys. This. They're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> this is a load of crap. <laughs> Trojan horse might be dead in the water. Part part one of Trojan horse is dead in the water. Don't beat a dead Trojan horse. <laughs> but Ozzy is going to defeat Christine to get back in the game. Goodbye, Christine. Ozzy's back in. My winner pick stays alive, baby. And you know he's finally off Redemption Island. Maybe he can start to do some damage in the proper game. Hell yeah! I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Nothing. Nothing will happen. All right, so part two of this plan is for Cochran to go undercover as a double agent. Title of the episode. And he's going to go to coach and just kind of lay out, hey, uh, you know, I idled Ozzy out of the game. Everyone is really mean to me over there. Yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm looking for a new home. This is like 90% true. Yeah. 10% a lie. Coach Wade, in probably his best move of the season. And maybe his best moment on Survivor, period. Like, in, in terms of I am a fantastic player. This, this is his best player move, yep. period. He proceeds to lay out exactly every single detail of Operation Trojan Horse as if he was part of the planning committee. He's like, I think you guys are full of crap. I think you fake this. I think you sent Ozzy to Redemption Island on purpose to do this little theatrical performance. And I think you're going to come over here and be a double agent. And you're going to try and trick us into telling you information, which causes us to lose the game. Because you have the idol. Because, you, because Ozzy gave you the idol. And Cochrane looks like he just got smacked in the face. <laughs> just, uh, no, definitely not any of that that you just said. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see somebody in all but body get run over by a two-ton bus, this is the moment. This poor guy. He's like, all of my survivor theory and knowledge, it is useless in this moment. <laughs> well, and he Coach- didn't really even do anything wrong. Like It's just like, no. yeah, I, I feel like he approached 
coached the way that, you know, just naturally he probably would have any other day. Coach just knew. He's got experience on his side or something. You know, and, and I I wish that I could uh, recall exactly when in Survivor history this has happened, but there's been one other time on this podcast that I have said, my guy called his shot perfectly. And I can't remember what that moment was, but I'm going to say it again. Maybe our dedicated listener will remember the last time I said this. I don't know. But this is now the second time on this podcast. My man called his shot, and he was 100% correct. So I was just excited to bring that back. Maybe I'll do my homework and figure out when I last said this. But this is now the second time that I have been so impressed. So Coach draws a line in the sand and invites Cochran to come across it. Come join us. Join our cult. We're We're a family over here. It's very welcoming. And, yeah, that's what's going to happen, though. <laughs> it's actually going to work. He Basically, Coach performed a survivor miracle, and it, Co- Cochran was so in awe, he joins the cult. That's what happened. Because this entire post-merge is just Coach running a cult. That's what's happening. It's great. Yeah. Pretty entertaining, honestly. <laughs> Maybe a little uncomfortable, which we'll get into later. But he gets his second-in-command of the cult, Albert, Sophie, and Brandon. They all go to work on making Cochran feel as comfortable as possible, so they'll come join him. And it's going to work. Welcoming him in like a little lost puppy dog that he is. Cochran is going to give Ozzy back the idol, which he has to. You can't keep that and win the game. You can't. So that's fine. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Cochran then goes to Dawn and tries to convince her to join the cult as well. Come flip with me. And Dawn does consider it for a little bit. But we're going to go to the immunity challenge where one man and one woman can win immunity. It's going to be Dawn and Ozzy. So this puts Savai in a great spot. It's 6-6 on paper. And now two of the Savai people can't be voted for and can't, don't have to draw a rock. So just the odds plus the idol play, the odds are I'll say, Savai's And they have an favorite. idol. Opolo also has an idol. So that, that's kind of a draw technically. But like this is a great for Savai. They, they, could, they should win the game here just based on odds. Based on odds, they should. They decide, hey, well, we're going to vote for Rick. He's probably least likely to have an idol. We'll, we'll give Whitney the idol because they probably think she's least likely to have it. So they're going to vote for her. So we'll, we'll put, play the idol on Whitney. A devastating mistake. Well, in this, theory, this I, is good. Yeah, this kind of goes back to, I think, uh, Ryan, you had mentioned this. I don't remember when. It could have been 10 seasons ago for all I remember. But I remember you saying there's kind of like this evolution of idol play where you you want to put it on the person who's most likely to have it. You want to put it on the person who's least likely to have it. And it's basically just this mind game back and forth of trying to think how they think that you think that they think. And it just goes over and over and over again. Yep. So honestly, it's a shot in the dark. Just pick someone and go with it. It's fine. But here's the issue. Cochran is going to flip. So the right move here was probably not even play the idol on Cochran because they're not going to vote for Cochran. That's kind of a waste of an idol. Give Cochran immunity. Hand over your immunity necklace if you're Ozzy or Don. Give him immunity so he is safe. He has no reason to flip. And then you can play the idol on yourself or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you play the idol on somebody. And then you make it through. So I think the right move was for either Ozzy or Don to give up immunity to Cochran. And based on her conversations with Cochran, because Don knew. Yep, Don is uh, aware. I, I am more critical of Don not giving up her immunity to, to Cochran in, in this moment. I want to say, if you're looking strictly at odds, like let's, let's forget about the social aspect of the game, which obviously is a, a death knell to anyone who wants to win the game of Survivor, right? If you're just playing odds, I think, Sava, you probably did it right. Whitney was least likely to have the idol or to have it be played on her, so they played it on her. They 
have two individual immunities on their side, you know, and they and they trust in their team to stay six strong because, you know, six is better than being seventh, you know, if you flip to a team of six. They should have been playing to get to rocks instead of playing with the best odds. And to, in order to get to rocks, you need everyone on your tribe to feel comfortable. And Cochran yep. is the one who feels uncomfortable. You could have played your idol on him. And, you know, it would have had the same effect because uh, whoever gets an idol played on him can't draw rocks or doesn't draw rocks. I just but think that's a bigger waste. I, I agree. Play for rocks. Don should just give up immunity to Cochran yep. and, and play to get to rocks. Don't play to have the best odds. Now, if you are Upolu and you are a true strong six, maybe you play for the best odds. I think everyone there had enough reason to not trust Cochran fully. So that, that is a big mistake on Savai's part. Because Cochran's immediately going to go tell Sophie their entire plan. Tells her everything. Don tries to convince Cochran not to flip. It's not going to work. So Tribal Council is going to come along. Ozzy's going to play his idol on Whitney. Upolu does not play their idol. Apparently they had a discussion. They, just, they were comfortable enough. They were sure Cochran was going to flip on the revote. They decided they didn't need to play the idol. They had the right read. Well, and, and the other part of that is because Ozzy played his idol immediately, yeah. uh, they knew that they were going to get to rocks regardless. Yeah. Like, even if Cochran doesn't flip, they knew that they were getting to rocks, so they were in no worse of a position uh, by just holding on to their sure. idol. You know, maybe maybe one-sixth of a position worse, which, you know, if you need to survive another round and maybe a little more time to uh, court Cochran, uh, you want that idol for the next vote, too. So sure. I, I really like Upola's move to let Ozzy waste the idol first, and once they realize that their target was safe, or I guess uh, exposed, cool, you don't need to play it. Yeah, and that's something that's not really mentioned a whole lot is, you know, just the strategy to, behind when you actually play the idol, especially when it's a tie-breaking move like this. And it's like, I don't know, we're fine. They didn't put it on the right person, so I'm going to hang on to it. Well, I mean, to be fair, that I mean, yeah, they didn't put the idol on the right person, but, I mean, they could, you know, they could have guaranteed it with they could have guaranteed it um without it but you know they knew Cochran was going to flip and they're right so it's going to end up being six votes for Keith six votes for Rick Keith was the person Cochran wanted out on the revote Cochran's going to flip six votes for Keith four votes for Rick wrong move go to rocks Cochran Cochran does not lose the game here I got a lot to discuss when it comes to like ranking everybody this season this is the most com complex one we've ever had I think Cochran can still win the game Technically, I think there's people in this group he can beat, but boy, oh boy, does he hurt his odds so much. This is such a terrible move. Everyone did the right thing, really, but Cochran, except for, you know, giving up the immunity necklace. Beyond that, on paper, everybody did the right thing, but Cochran made a bad move. And Jim is going to talk about it in the finale. He says Cochran was not playing to win. He's playing to get as far as he can. And that was Jim's mistake. He misread Cochran's motivation. I think that's completely accurate. I don't think Cochran was playing to win. He was, get, he was playing to stay on the show as long as he could. Yeah, and it's it's really weird because I wouldn't expect his motivation to be that going into this just like episode one. And I don't think that was his motivation. I think his motivation changed after being on this tribe for an entire pre-merge where he was looked at differently than everyone else on the tribe. And and he says so in numerous confessionals. So it's hard because you, you want to assume that everyone's playing with the same motivation to win the game but you should also be able to recognize who are those at-risk players who might not be yeah yeah they they should still be playing that way but if there's a possibility you have to be able to consider that it's fascinating i think that even had he not flipped cochran's got pretty long odds to win the game 
because if he courted uh, Upolu and then ended up basically not flipping to go on their side, he could have made all of them angry, too. He was already in a bad spot. So let's go super meta for a second. I'm pretty sure that Cochrane is going to play again. This might have been a pretty awesome move to angle himself to have just a little bit more screen time in order to come back and play again. We're not sure. going to give him that much credit. You need to assume you're going to play once. If you're trying to win right yeah. now, this is 150% the wrong move. Yes. And I think Cochrane was likable enough to be able to make it on regardless of his decision here. Uh, Jeff Probst loves Cochrane. I think he has said Cochrane's his favorite player of all time. Yeah, I can see it. And then uh, with Cochran as well, I don't know if he would have really lost any of the Upolu votes with this. I feel like most people would be able to understand like, oh, okay, yeah, we we tried. We tried to get someone to switch over. It didn't work. S exact same way that no one from our side flipped to their side. Like, I feel like there shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a deal breaker for anyone's jury votes in the end. You're assuming that people on, everyone on Upolo is uh, playing rationally, Josh. <laughs> it might be a mistake this, this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do think Josh is right. I, I, I And for the record, I, I agree as well. I'm just being uh, sardonic. But he loses probably not every survival, maybe not Don's, but I think he loses the rest of them. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this was a bad move. Josh, who's the best player of the episode? I give it to Coach here just because of how on point he was with just his read with Cochran. It really was impressive. And with this being one of the episodes that I actually do watch again, it it really stood out again the second time. Just like, oh, oh that's right. He he called his shot perfectly. It's beautiful. He changed the entire game because if he doesn't do a good enough job here, we might still be going with plan double agent. Cochran might feel secure enough on the other side or at least just not want to take the risk or think that he's going to have a place on Upolu uh, where he just sticks with the original plan. So a lot of credit has to go with Coach on that. I agree completely. I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction, but for the record, I acknowledge the loss and I give Coach all the credit for the great move. I just wanted to give Sophie credit for on camera getting the Rick target uh, vote information out of Cochran. So that uh, gave Upolo kind of an ace in the hole where if Ozzy had played the idol correctly, Coach would have been able to play his idol on Rick and sort of ensure that they have another crack at getting out a Savai'i member. Um, so I felt like that was actual voting implication. So even though Coach called the shot, drew the line in the sand, we actually saw Cochran make a really strong connection with Sophie in the episode. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that, but I'm not taking it away from Coach. Yeah. I can't. Honorable mention to Sophie. but yeah. Honorable mention to Sophie. How about worst player? <laughs> uh, get, give it to Cochran. Uh, Ryan, I'd like to hear your reasoning for why he can't win the game because I think that this is where he can't win the game. I know it might be the difference of one vote that it's like a 99% chance that he loses the game. And yes, he might still have like a 1% chance. But I yeah, I, I didn't say he, he can't win. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, I'm, think, say, I think, I'm saying I want to hear the reason why he still can. I mean, yes. As soon as we finish these awards, we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll get into that. Personally, I think he's essentially done at this point one it'd be very difficult for him to even get to the end at this point two getting to, after he gets to the end it's going to be real difficult for him to get the, the votes necessary i did want to give a dishonorable mention here to don i think that she could have done a better job trying to reassure cochran when he was he, they basically just had an open conversation just hey i don't know what i'm gonna do and and she basically just left it out in the open just like gotta do what you gotta do like that was basically her advice she she tried to keep him on once 
and then never went back to it. I feel like she could have really pushed harder since she's really the only one that he seemed to actually trust and have a good relationship with. Dishonorable mention to Don, but it's Cochran for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll defend Don a little bit just because by not breaking Cochran's trust and going to the Sava'i tribe, knowing that Upolu was going to pull out the victory with the Cochran flip, Don is said later on in the season to be infiltrating Upolu and people are starting to feel uneasy about it. I feel like that if she breaks Cochran's trust here, nobody ever lets her in and maybe Cochran starts gunning for her. So I like that she keeps her options open, but you really need to pull out all the stops for, for Savai right now if you want to your best odds at winning. So dishonorable mention, but just a little bit of defense for her. All right. So let's. I want to go to my rankings yes. from best to worst. This is the most difficult, complicated one I've done through all the seasons we've covered on this podcast. I'm not overly confident in it. So here's the dealio. With Cochran, I think if he can make it to the end with two members of Apollo, he wins because that is what because Apollo would have turned on each other, and that's the big problem with the season is different people can win, but it requires other people to get backstabbed. And if you backstab members of the Apollo tribe, you're gonna lose because they are so tied into this cult crap that uh, you know that would just destroy any chance of uh, you winning, which is why there's no upset in the pecking order really throughout this entire thing. So let's say Cochran gets the end with Coach and Albert, for example. I think Cochran can win because he'll get the four other Apollo votes plus Don, that's five, because all the other Apollo members are going to be pissed at Coach and Albert for betraying them. All you need is five. Cochran can win this game. And I think here's what's really interesting. The people I have at the bottom of this list are the Savai'i members, not counting Ozzy. Specifically Whitney and Jim. Because nobody seems to like them. I don't think those two can win. I don't think any of the Apollos would vote for those two. So those are the two who I have and can't win the game. But here's the here's the big issue. No one can bring them to the end. Because that means the Apollo tribe is backstabbing each other. So you, what has to happen is the Savai'i people have to go, which is exactly what's going to happen. you got to cut all them out because none of the Apollo people can win the game if they go work with the Savai'i people. It's actually brilliant. It's toxic. You can't bring in any outsiders, even if like you can technically beat them, because then all of a sudden you're going to go underneath them because you betrayed the family. So it's really fascinating. The person I have at the top is Ozzy. Ozzy beats everybody, and that's just because of the Redemption Island strategy we'll get into in a minute. The Apollo group is also fascinating because none of them are super likable and some of them get wonky edits. I have Sophie at the top of that list, and that's only changes in the final tribal council. She's going into that final tribal council losing to Coach. So those are my top two, but Coach loses there. Fascinating. Brandon is next because apparently he's beloved by most of the people on his season. There's a few people, you know, he, he's got his issues. He's a nice kid, though. Really, really kind. He's just got some some problems. And, and more. those were more in the pre-merge than the post-merge. Not everybody on the season would have voted for him. There's a few people who did have problems with him. But by and large, Brandon was very well-liked and a major threat to win. So finally, the four people who I have who are the most interesting to me, this is the four that I think should have gotten together. This is how the season should have played out. Savai'i goes, we get rid of Ozzy, Don, Whitney, and Jim. Now we just have the Apolu left. The, the big three threats of that group are Sophie, Coach, and Brandon. That leaves Rick, Edna, Albert, and Cochran. Those four needed to come together because those are not necessarily the least liked four, but the most flawed four. If those four go to the end together, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Albert can win. People don't seem to really like Albert, but Cochran maybe could win. Rick could win. Edna could win. People don't seem to like Edna that much either. Nobody seems to have much respect for Rick. Cochran screwed over a ton of people. It is it is a wild bunch, but I think if those four stick together, any one of them really could pull it off. But I have those four highlighted in, in the group. So we got to discount Savai and, and the top three Apollos, and this is what we get. And Man, oh man, I worked on this for a while because I was just like beating my brains and like, how the heck do we do this? So that is my list. That's how it goes. Dawn is also a big enigma. I think she could beat some people, but I don't know. It, it's it's tough. This is the one I have by far the least confidence in, but I think that is my final answer. It's it has layers. <laughs> it's, it's like an onion uh, or an ogre, but... My only thing, I do think that if Dawn gets to the end with anybody, I think she wins. I Uh, think it's possible for sure. I I, I think when you just have somebody who's that kind and that nice and that wonderful, like, it's going to the end with, like, Tina Wesson. You just don't do that. That's not a good plan. It's going to end the end with Holly in Nicaragua. You don't do that. It's a bad plan. Uh, But for the most part, I, I buy into what you're saying and, you know, using game theory... If Upolu used game theory, I, I like it. And now we have this whole uh, multiverse that was just spun off with quantum uh, quantum entanglement. So thank you for that. The, the amplitudes are low, but I like it. So, okay, Cochran hasn't lost the game, no. but he's pretty much lost all wiggle room. Yes, he's got a very narrow path to victory. He can win if he makes it to the end. It's just going to be a one heck of a time trying yep. to get there. And again, the problem is, uh, at least for now, Cochran's not someone who can move the pieces like Lex. Coach has got everybody super glued to the board like a hand to a basketball court after the bird flew. And that's because of religion, which we we will get to shortly. Episode 9, Cutthroat. We get back to camp, obviously ugly situation ozzy handles it pretty well i will say like he he's he calls cochran a wiener in confessionals but beyond that <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty chill about it but that's how a wiener the, plays it came up in the in the finale like recap and i'm just like ah that's right <laughs> just like Great what a wiener <laughs> jim and whitney are pissed they they cuss him out it's it's kind of funny actually it, like you're a coward don't talk to me Never yeah, speak and to jim again. called him a coward after the vote yeah Upolo on the other side, they, they fully embrace him. Brandy kind of starts acting as Cochran's bodyguards. They bring him in as one of the family. They definitely won't cut his throat first thing. It's such a weird dynamic. Like, the second that, like, Brandon starts getting involved, it's just like, we got you. Like, it, it's okay. We won't let them hurt you. It's just like, what do you think? What kind of game do you think this is? Do you think that they might, like, sl- like literally slit his throat at night or something? Like, I, I feel like Brandon legitimately thinks something like that will happen. <laughs> I think Brandon has been involved in stuff like that in the past. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, honestly, given how hostile Savai was toward Cochran, and believe me, they've got reasons to be mad. Yeah. Like they shouldn't be. It's bad move, but they, they have... you know, their their odds to win a million dollars basically vanished. Yep. Uh, partially because of their own actions, but it's it's more complex than that because they did do enough to save Cochran because he wasn't saving himself in the pre-merge. Yes. Uh, so you know, it's complex, right? But Brandon just coming out of the darkness and like. What's going on over here? Do you mind if I step in? Because I really don't want you attacking my friend right now <laughs> because you didn't make him feel comfortable enough in your alliance. That's a you problem, not a him problem. So why are you yelling at him? And I'm just like, you know what, Brandon? He's right. 
Brandon's right. He, I, I have very few compliments to give to Brandon's like survivor acumen. Yeah. Seems you know? like a very nice kid. Yeah, and I've got nothing to say about him personally because I don't know him. He seems wonderful. But this is a good survivor move in this moment. Like, this guy just helped you. Have his back. Do exactly what Savayi never did for this man. And he does. Yep. They're going to ask him, like, hey, who do you want out next, Cochran? And he's like, Ozzy's probably the smartest move, like, because he could go on a mini run. Personally, I'd like to see Jim go because he's a jerk. And by the way, one poetic thing I want to tie this to, later on in the season, we're going to get a confessional from Brandon where he says, I have been the only one in my gang to show up to a street fight before because that's who I am. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he's the only one that we really see, like, tangibly interject on behalf of Cochran. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, coach didn't let him sleep between him or whatever, do all that yep. stuff. But like we saw Brandon, he's like, I'm, I don't care. I will stand in between you and the fire. I will do it. Uh, I think so, that's why Brandon had a, a shot to win. Yeah. So it, it was just this, this beautiful poetry. So low survivor acumen, but like you cannot say that Brandon is not a man of his word. Yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. Now Cochran did mention he wanted Jim out. Uh, Jim's going to win immunity. <laughs> Whoops. And oh, by the way, this is uh, this is a uh, we're gonna squeeze two episodes into forty minutes, so it's like two twenty minute episodes is what Cutthroat is. So Ozzy's going next, obviously. Jim has this idea; he's gonna give this, he's gonna give Ozzy immunity, so Ozzy can't go home, and then Jim would be the next obvious threat, right? Uh, but his plan is to give a speech talking about how hey, everyone here has stayed loyal to their tribe except Cochran, so we can prove that we're all a loyal bunch of people and vote a Cochran. It's not the worst idea considering, you know, they, they will be just picked off. If you're going to swing for the fences, you know, for for as much flack as I kind of want to give Jim for execution, his theory is pretty sound, like, throughout, because, you know, he says he misreads Cochran. Uh, he made that mistake last episode. He's immediately figured it out, and he understands that for Upolu and everything Upolu, loyalty is the name of the game. So let's appeal to loyalty let's appeal to audience yep and get them to put their money where their mouth is and he's like i you know what if that means that i get voted out 10th instead of 11th instead of 10th whatever i'm not here to get as far as i can i'm here to win yeah thank you jim i love you uh some things i don't like so much but i i, I like this i enjoy jim i like jim oh he's good for tv he's fun i like the idea for jim and I wouldn't hold it against him. I don't hold it against him for trying it because he's going to try to travel council. He's going to give the speech, chilly reception to say basically Brandon and a coach are like, yeah, you know, if we did that, it would be saying like, if you stand up for yourself, you just get screwed over. We're not going to do that. So coach and Brandon just shut that down. It's like, well, Jim's going to keep immunity. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame him at all. Hey, he tried. Guy, guy tried. This is where we get Aussie's Redemption Island strategy, which, which, which is. The strategy, this is how you play Redemption Island. Granted, only someone like Ozzy could do this. This is also the big problem with Redemption Island and Edge of Extinction. His plan, he's going to go, take it easy, Redemption Island, catch lots of fish. You're going to show up all pissed off. He's going to treat you nicely, make you a fish, and then be in the challenge to send you on your way. You're going to go on the jury, and you're going to vote for Ozzy because you had such a great time on Redemption Island with him, and you're pissed at everyone else. Ozzy lays this all out perfectly, and that is exactly what would happen if Ozzy had won the final challenge of the season. And that right there is why we should never do Redemption Island again. Or, or Edge, Edge of, of Extinction. Extinction. Or Edge of Extinction. Because we were going to find out later. Cochran wrote a paper on the comparison of the survivor jury to the jury in the American judicial system. There's this thing in the American judicial system called jury tampering. 
And that's exactly what Ozzy is planning to do. I'm going to butter them up, and they're all going to vote for me. I'm not going to hold that against Ozzy in any way, shape, or form. I'm holding it against production. This is oh, the yeah. problem use, with this stuff. Use the mechanic in the game. It's, it it's there. For Ozzy. And, and, I, and I know we're walking on the edge of a very thin knife here because, you know, we trashed Russell for saying the game of Survivor is wrong, <laughs> not, not me. I do think, though, that as a group, as a threesome here, we all say that the vote is kind of the sacred thing. Yep. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want pretty much with anything else. Try it. If it doesn't work, you know, you can always revert it. But the vote is sacred. If you hold nothing sacred in Survivor or in anything, then what is it truly? And so I, I think that as long as we kind of stay true, like the the vote is the one sacred thing, we can say Redemption Island and Edge of Extinction are kind of perversions to the game that yep. don't add anything of great substance. Also, from a TV production perspective, it, it makes the impact of the person going home less. You know, the person gets voted out, okay, we're going to see him again, no big deal. When they're gone, they're gone. You know, it, it just ups the stakes. That's that's how it's been. That's how it should be. And that's why it works. This dilutes that way too much. So we should never have Redemption on again. We should never have Edge of Extinction again. Ryan accidentally just touched on an economic theory. It's called scarcity. <laughs> uh, if there's less of it, it's more valuable. If people have these second chances, all of a sudden it cheapens everything. That said, I still love the season. It works in spite of the twist and the BS. And Ozzy basically playing Survivor Jesus on this season. Ironically, he's going to rise <laughs> again in three days. Uh, and provide I love fish. It. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, provide fish for everyone. Uh, it's hilarious and it works, but I'm not going to give Survivor credit for that working. That's they, they got lucky. We could have very easily had Redemption Island like the season again. Nobody wants that. So it's going to be nine votes for Ozzy, two votes for Cochran. Jim was the other vote for Cochran. Don and Whitney swapped because they saw the writing on the wall. 100% the right move. Get Ozzy out of here. And he's for sure going to be gone forever. Yeah, but he'll never return. Don't worry about it. You can only be voted out twice in a season. You know, and Jeff Probst, I think, is going to say, like, ah, oh, first person you vote out twice. Uh, lest we forget Burton from Survivor Pearl Islands. He got voted out twice the same season. Rude. For best player, I, I for, and we'll do a best and worst player for each half of the episode. Uh, I had coach. Uh, he embraced Cochran the most alongside Brandon, I would say, of the Apollo group. He was also very kind to Ozzy, but still took him out of the game. I also wrote down coach. I know in the discussion it might sound like I'd be leaning towards Brandon. I'm going to give him an honorable mention for yeah. being willing to really stand in between Cochran and the fire and putting his money where his mouth is or his actions where his mouth has been. Uh, but those other little things, those other confessionals, those other interactions in the episode do fall team coach. And, of course, I'm going to reward someone who's a little bit more subtle in their execution than someone like Brandon. You guys both said coach? Yeah. Okay. What did past Josh say? Uh, I only had, uh, so this was a split episode. I only wrote something down for the second half for some reason. I don't Ash know Josh why. Josh was drunk on the job. Yeah, I even wrote like a nine A and nine B for the episode and just left A completely blank. I, so I don't know why. Um, Good that we don't need a tiebreaker. Yeah. So uh, go coach, I guess. For worst player, I had Whitney. It's really between her and Jim for their bad reactions to Cochran after the vote. But Jim at least came up with some ideas to save himself, and then he, he won immunity when he didn't really do anything. So Whitney's my worst player. I actually did just fall on Jim because I thought the way that he chastised Cochran was the worst of all of them, and certainly the most public and the most degrading and the most intimidating. It almost felt like he was trying to instill fear a little bit. He was just being mean for the sake of being mean. And I think also uh, the most 
uh, outside of cult behavior, uncomfortable moment of the season. So I, I still gave it to Jim. I would have not given it to him if his plan had even worked a little bit. Like something can look great on paper and then just not work. So I'm not going to give him credit for an idea I mean, that I'm going to. I want to give him work. credit for trying something. You're you're the one who's always like try everything, try something, and then Whitney didn't do anything. He didn't give up immunity. He said he was going to do that. He could have saved Ozzy. He won immunity and he had a plan. It failed, but he was trying things. Whitney didn't do anything. Yeah, but he did not save Ozzy. No, but he saved himself. He did. You're right. He did save himself. You know what? That's that's fair. He did win immunity. I will. I will. I will retract. I'll give it to Whitney because at least he won immunity for himself. So that's that's a fair point. I didn't even consider it. Uh, now, to be fair, I, I was going to side with Derek until uh, I completely forgot the immunity part. So just because his whole plan, like, great, you tried something, but it, it, nothing happened. So I was going to side with Derek, but. The immunity. You know, I would have let it slide if Derek isn't man of action all the time. I, I am I am man of action, and I do own that. And, so. I'm, and I'm happy he tried it. It's just, I'm not deducting points. I'm just not adding them. I feel like there's a distinction there. I think what we've learned here is that Derek is a giant hypocrite. Yeah. Yes. Sits ready on Survivor South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I've got all this Survivor theory, but none of it works in practice. So I lose my winner pick again. Temporarily, it's going to turn out. I would have switched to coach. Let's say Ozzy was gone for good or loses at one of these duels. I would have switched to coach just because he seems the most in control of the uh, majority alliance. The, the cult. The cult. The cult. The family. The family, as they call it. Let's move to part B, the second part of the episode. We're going to go straight to the immunity challenge. Uh, you are allowed to sit out and eat instead of competing in the challenge. Now, the entire Upolu tribe plus Cochran is going to sit out and eat. Here's the thing. Normally, in a situation like this, there's, like, burgers or something, like, protein. If that was the case, 100% sit out. You go get some protein. That's great. This time, it's pastries and coffee. I don't know how much that's going to help you all this season. Like, it's going to taste good, but is that going to help much? It might even hurt more than anything. (laughs) I I feel like that might mess up your system. I don't know. Um, You would not catch me drinking any freaking coffee. And I love some coffee, so. I I can't drink coffee, so I would have... Even if I was like the safest guy in the world, I've been like, I'm gonna compete just because this. I don't really, I don't pastries don't do much for me, and I can't drink coffee, so I don't really care about the pastries. But I bet that that coffee really hit the spot, and it, I bet it tasted delicious. Now, five minutes after you're done, uh, <laughs> that might be a different story. You might be way too buzzed out of your mind from caffeine and whatever else happens with coffee, but eh, it'll taste good. Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. Let's let's not do pastries and coffees as a reward. It's just kind of a dumb reward. Yeah. Let's, let's like do something substantial. Do like burgers or something. And, and by the way, this it was at this challenge. I actually messaged you guys because all seven of them sat out and they yep. left three. I actually said that I would get petty here and I would say just like immediately throw the challenge. Um, like if you don't think that you're the one being targeted, just just throw it so they don't get a chance to eat anything because like you're good. You guys are gonna get picked off anyway. Um, but. Don't do that. Don't I just wanted to. Me- I just. I just that. wanted to message you guys about it because I was like, no. Despite this, no, they don't get to just like, they don't get to disrespect you and dunk on you this hard. Honestly, this was a really dumb time to include a sit out. I think it's and, a perfect time to include a sit out so you get stuff like this for for, for production. It's great. I guess it's great for an entertainment value uh, because it was just so obvious. So just. I don't know, unrefined. Uh, but I was like, no, this is mean. The only thing that could go better than this here uh, is a good old coconut chop. Oh, coconut chop would have been great. That would have been really great. <laughs> a coconut chop in the season would have been actually awesome. 
Honestly, with the family, I we should have done it. Yeah. Oh, man. Production. What are they, you doing? They screwed up here. Don, she is playing the social game the best of the, the three outsiders. Because Don, Whitney, and Jim are all going to play. She's like, I'm going to hang in there, guys, as long as you can. So eat as much as you can. But Whitney is going to end up winning this challenge. Uh, it's interesting because Brandon is actively cheering for Don to win. And cheers when Jim loses. So that's not great for Brandon. You don't want to do that. Just be neutral. Jim is the obvious target. He's going to go. He scrambles like crazy. But Albert sees the light, I think, here. He sees Dawn as the bigger threat. He thinks she's playing a way better social game, a way more subtle game, and she has one immunity. She She's no slouch in these challenges. He thinks Dawn is the bigger threat, and I 100% agree. I think Dawn is a better player than Jim. I think that in this given situation where eventually Upolo is going to need to eat itself, the most dangerous Savai member to have around is a likable one. Jim does not have that going for him. So for threat level against their core alliance, Dawn is literally the biggest threat in 23 seasons of Survivor. Top three for sure, because she's super nice. Everybody loves her. So for that reason... Get rid of her yep. now, because at least Jim might piss off enough people that at least, you know, if Upolu's mad at you, they'll still vote for you because you were Upolu. Jim is last in my pecking order. I don't think Jim can win. Sure. Nobody seems to like Jim all that much. Now, he, he's a good coach of the game, yep. not not to uh, commandeer literally coach's name in a season with coach, but he he, he's a, he sees the game. Uh, he understands the mechanics. Yep. He's just not very good at his execution. Exactly. It's going to be seven votes for Jim, three votes for Edna. They just are like, hey, we'll vote for Edna. Hey, she kind of sucks. We'll that's my winner her. pick. How dare you? <laughs> so Jim's going to go out here. I, I think it should have been Don uh, just because Jim was last in my pecking order. It doesn't really matter too much, but I think Don was the better move. If you're a solid six slash seven, it doesn't matter who you take out here. But I do think that a savvy social player is someone who's more dangerous uh, when you're playing from the bottom. So Don was the right move, but ultimately with the family and the Kool-Aid, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, I said it was the right move. Derek, best player of the episode, or part B of the episode. I actually had Don. Uh, she should have gone home, uh, but her social game saved her. Uh, she didn't win immunity, and she was clearly the bigger threat. Yes, Albert saw it, but nobody else seemed to agree with him enough. So she did enough to work into uh, the hearts and minds of the majority alliance to save herself for one more vote. So I have Don can't argue with that one i'm gonna give mine to albert because he's the one who clocked on as the big threat uh he pushed for it, but when everyone else pushed back and said now it's jim he's like all right fine um so he bowed to the wishes of the tribe didn't push too hard for it so i give mine to albert josh <laughs> uh i think i need a little help here uh i don't know if i was just drunk off <laughs> this when i was watching this the first time but i said cochran well, okay, so the only thing Cochran does in this episode is he's just further ingraining himself into the good graces of the tribe. That's it. Like, he sits yeah. out with them and basically a big vote of confidence, like, hey, look, I'm so confident that you guys aren't going to get rid of me that I will eat with you guys. I think there's a scene where he puts on Coach's jacket and starts dancing around. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, whatever, I didn't include it because I don't care. Um, no, it, it does, and it doesn't matter, so I'm not really sure why I chose Cochran. So who are your two again? Albert. Don. Mm. Albert, because uh, he said that Don should have gone correctly, and Don, because she should have gone, but didn't. Yeah. You know, technically, I did say that this was a fine move, uh, so I'm going to side with Albert here. Okay. Ooh, I hate it. Shut up, Derek. How <laughs> about worse player, Derek? I had Brandon. I didn't like him openly cheering for Don in the challenge. I think that 
it sours a potential jury and it's just kind of rubbing salt in the wound unnecessarily. And I do think that he is going to get called out for it at tribal council this episode and he will apologize for it. And so begins Brandon basically thinking that the game of Survivor is a lot like Catholicism or just the Christian church where you can just ask for forgiveness and people owe it to you. Yep. Uh, we're going to start a whole chain of Brandon apologizing for literally everything all the time and just being like, I hand out forgiveness, like, you know, free candy. Why don't you hand it back to me, like free candy? And we can all just be happy and frolic through the lilies. Uh, so I, I Brandon is the worst. Brandon Hans apology tour. Yes. <laughs> South Pacific... T- 2011 or whatever it is. Uh, Survivor 23. It's Brandon. And and even more than that, like he is the most vocally anti-Savai, which that makes you the biggest target. Let's say somehow Savai gets an idol. Who's the person they want to take out? Maybe the person who's least likely to work with him going forward. Brandon is making himself a target. He's going to get very lucky that there isn't another idol, it seems to be. So Brandon is my worst as well. Uh, Yeah, let's go with Brandon and not talk about who Josh wrote down. Who did pass Josh? We we did say that we passed Josh was going to be the main antagonist of this podcast. (laughs) You owe this to us. What did pass Josh do this time? Uh, Josh wrote down Don. No, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Damn you, past Josh. I, again, I, I wrote down nothing else other than that. It has to be because uh, Albert uh, like tagged her as yeah. a threat. I guess. And that end, like, just one less Savai that's there. I don't know. It's, it was a stupid thing to write down. We have a, we have a drunk podcaster. <laughs> no, I only, I'm only drunk when I watch the episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. That, that's responsible. Very professional. Thank you. Episode 10, running the show, Coach talks to us how he plays the game. He's keeping the people on the bottom, and he, he, he tries to make them feel like they aren't on the bottom, which in this case is Edna and Cochran. He, he talks to them a lot. He's very close with both of them. They are going to be the first two to go when they have to eat this alliance, but he's making sure they don't feel that way, which is why I think this alliance has so much success. It's going to um, cost Coach in the end a little bit, but it if coach had played his cards a little bit better it wouldn't have so i I just wanted to give coach some credit for the way he's playing it's very very boston rob-esque honestly it's uh whatever the opposite of um where you're overly comfortable complacent complacent complacent, he he is not playing a complacent game he is taking his game to wherever he wants it to go and that means not getting not being satisfied while you're on top he knows what happens when you get satisfied never been satisfied (laughs) right Make them feel included. Make them feel like they have an opportunity. Make them feel like, yeah, this is an equal seven-part alliance, and when the time comes, we will fracture how we need to, and the cards will fall how they lie. Honor and integrity. Coach Hamilton, everybody. Yes. I think it really is this post-merge that shifted my view of Coach overall, just as like a Survivor player, just because I wasn't a big fan of him at all his first season. Second season was kind of just like, man, sure like basically the same thing whatever but the, this one is just so like so much different than than what Business we saw coach. the first the first two times in the evolution of coach this is really where my opinion and my my view of him at least altered it seemed like i think coach would agree with you yeah I, and i think that was his goal and I, I do think he succeeded. He didn't win, but I think he succeeded. I think he found redemption. And uh, I think Coach plays the best game Coach can play. He at could least, have won the game, but at that point, we're asking Coach to be someone he's not. 
And also with this particular cast. Yes, that helps uh, too. I, you know, you use the tools that are on your on your tool belt, and uh, this one just happened to be one that people don't really like to be uh, mishandled. So Cochran, he's going to do what Ed did the pre-merge. His goal is focus on getting close to Coach, who's the leader, um, getting close to them, feel protected. Great plan. Coach is using that, though. <laughs> so it's not going to work out for him. Redemption Island, we're going to have a Truel. Three-person duel, and then this time it's a little different. Only the winner stays on Redemption Island. The two people who drop out are out of the cha- are out of the game for good, and they're both going to join the jury. Poor Jim. He was the third one voted out, but he's going to be the first one to drop out of the challenge. So Jim becomes the first member of the jury, followed by Keith. They're both out of the game. Ozzy stays alive. Jim will be on the ballot to go on second chances, but will not get enough votes to make it on. Do we wish we could have gotten that? Do you guys, do you guys want to see Jim on second chances? I need to remember everyone else who's on second chances, sure. but I have to say, on paper, I would have liked to see Jim play again. I'm 100% on board with the Jim return. I like Jim a lot. Yeah, as long as it doesn't replace someone who I'd rather have, sure. I think that he deserves a second chance just based on how this season laid out. Someone who I'd, in a much more standard or traditional like season, I would like to see how, how he would do. Sure. But that's the end of Jim and Keith. Oh, Keith doesn't play again? Keith does not play again. Oh. Minnesota. Minnesota represents. Oh, but also Edina. God, we should do a ranking of all of the Minnesota players when we get done. Everybody, every player from Minnesota. And we'll do, you know, we'll do a ranking of every player from North Dakota, too. Yeah, oh. we'll, we'll rank uh, rank order all the players from Minnesota and North Dakota. You know what? Well, let's just throw South Dakota in there, too. At least we can bring in Holly. We'll bring in one more. I'm going to put Keith on the bottom just because of Edina. If we have any Adina listeners out there, just know I probably you are don't like cake you. Cake eater. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, big fan of the podcast. I don't like your hometown. I know Keith and Whitney did have a, a feud with Rob from Rob Sestrino at one point, which is very funny. So I'm sure they're a big fan of podcasts in general. Yes. So we're going to go to the immunity challenge. Sophie is going to win immunity. And there's going to be a twist that's announced. Everybody assumes it's going to be a double vote, just like last season, which is correct. We're going to vote out two people at Trouble Council. Yeah, carbon copy of Redemption Island. Which is kind of uh, yep. crazy just because, and this is just the format of the season, but we had a double episode that led into a double episode in a Derek different were, way. Derek and I were talking about this uh, in the break or um, when we were off camera. And I think they what happened in Redemption Island, that stretch, they had a double, then they had the, the single episode where Julie got voted out. And then they did another double. And I think they realized, like, that stretch dragged. It was so bad. They're like, all right, let's just yada yada. We'll get as many people on Redemption as we can. We'll just try and get through this stretch of the season. So I think that was their strategy. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about since that got brought up is I do want to point something out. I think Survivor did learn something from these two seasons in particular. If you have two tribes like this go head to head, it'll be a... Uh, an interesting merge episode, but then it's going to get potentially a little dull there for a little bit until there's only one tribe left standing. So from now on, all the way up to season 41, there will be a tribe swap every season. This is the last time until 41 that there's no tribe swap. At 41 and 42, there was three starting tribes, so it's a little different. It's not one side can pick off the other. So a 1v1 tribe with no tribe swap season, I don't think we'll ever get it again. I think this is the last one. So far, that's correct, but this is every single season... We're going to cover the Rewind series from now on. We'll have a tribe swap, all of them. And then we go back in 41, 42. <laughs> well, I mean, we already covered those seasons, I, I, not on the Rewind series. I know, but like you say, this is the last one. We're not going to get it again. It's like, okay, until... In, in the Rewind series. In the Rewind series, this, yes. this is the last yes. one we're going to get. And it's also interesting because I think that there's... We, like We start to get an overabundance of 
three tribe seasons. Yep. Which we haven't, we, we've only seen one so far. We've only seen all stars. There hasn't been another one yet. So we'll mm-hmm. see when that pops up again. We had, we had one of four, but we had no three. No, we had two, we had two, four tribe seasons, yeah, yeah, two, Panama two, two fours. and Cook Islands. And they're like, yeah, this is too much. We're not going to do that again. But yeah, the three tribe seasons have not returned since all stars. Crazy. It's crazy. At this point in survivor, we've had more four starting, four tribes, uh, starting than three tribes. <laughs> Just kind of funny. Anyway. So Whitney and Don, they're they're the two who are going to go. One of those two is going. They're going to talk to Albert. And they have a plan where they team up with Albert, Sophie, and Cochran to take out Edna with the goal being to weaken Coach. You don't need to necessarily take Coach out of the game, but it takes play, it takes out his closest ally. And Albert, he he wants to get the jury votes. Albert's big flaw in his game is he's going to pander harder than basically anybody ever for these jury votes, like politician-style pandering for votes. It's very funny. So he's going to try and get the votes of Cochran, Don, and Whitney at the end. So he's really going to say, like, yeah, yeah, I'm really considering it. This is a good plan. It's going to backfire immensely on him because everybody's going to be like, yeah, you lied to us. You were never going to you're, – you're, you're a snake politician. You were never going to join up with us. So you're full of crap. He doesn't flip. But rewind to this moment. Maybe Albert should. No. Maybe he should. No. If Albert flips – I mean, granted, he can't do much worse than getting to the end and getting zero votes, but this is not the time to flip, because if he does that, all the Apollo people will hate him. Granted, they're going to hate him no matter what, but this is not a way to get to the end and win. Well, and that's where I'm That's where I'm curious, because maybe if he does flip, the Savai, who are going to comprise most of the jury anyway, maybe they're like, okay, at least he did something. He threw the tribe a bone. I don't know. It's, it's just a fun thought exercise to see what he could have done, because obviously he's going to draw dead. and. Yep. That, I mean, I don't want to say that's the biggest slap in the face, but, I mean, it's the Russell Hands treatment. Well, if, if he doesn't do something now or very soon, then by default, the argument can be made that he can't win the game, right? The move he needs to make is going to be in the next episode. Ah, after cool. uh, So we're going to leave Don and Whitney here. The next, finish the job. Finish the job. Finish out the Savai because they can't keep going. Otherwise, you lose all the Apollo votes. Then that's where the move should be made. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But that is, you're, you are right. But it's not here. Albert does tell Cochran he's seventh in the alliance, which bad move. Keep him happy. <laughs> so Coach and Brandon, they see Albert talking to everybody, really scheming a lot. And they're like, huh, Albert's a... Maybe, maybe he's a little, maybe he's a little snake-like. He's a squirrely. A little squirrely. But nothing's going to come from that. It's going to be seven votes for Don, two votes for Edna, 100% the right move. Get Don out of here. She cannot get to the end. Yep. Then we're going to have a second immunity challenge right away. Sophie's going to win again. So back-to-back, same episode. Good for Sophie. Seven votes for Whitney, one vote for Cochran. Just a spite vote on Cochran. Right move. You just got to finish this job, and now you can really, really start playing. Poor Whitney. <laughs> so we we this is a double boot episode. We lose two people. It is a full forty minutes, so we can give out two best and two worst for the entire episode as a whole. I'll go first with my two best. I have Sophie for winning both immunity challenges, and she took out Don and Whitney. I also have Coach. He made people on the bottom feel really comfortable, and he helped take out Don and Whitney. I agree a hundred percent with those two best players. I did actually. I divided mine up very, I guess, explicitly like. First vote and then second vote. So I gave it the second one to Sophie for winning it. Sure. Um, and I gave the first one to Coach. And I actually also had a note. This was the episode where he's like, I'm going to use fear a little bit. Yep. Anyone who betrays the family is going to be uh, six feet under, metaphorically. Metaphorically. But we see him intimidate them on the beach because they were kind of entertaining the idea of like getting rid of an Edna or a little bit. Or you know, Albert's getting squirrely. Like, no, 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 no. We can handle all of this later. He basically does to the whole tribe what he did to Brandon and the Premier. He's like, no, every one of you 
stop, sit down, be quiet, let Uncle Coach take the wheel cult, for a cult little leader while. Coach. Uh, cult leader Coach, let me let me take you all the way uh, to where we need to be, and then we can duke this out like civilized people. Josh, who did you have for your bus? So I don't know why my logic now for this episode was different than the last episode, because I did give out two. So uh, I agreed with Sophie, and then for some reason I wrote down Cochran. I'm not really sure why. I'm not really sure why. Probably, I, yeah, probably he was getting logic as the previous episode. Where he it's just like he survived. I'm getting close to coach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, status quo. It, it's it's not with the pick I made, but there's some logic to it. Yeah, and I think the other part is Albert did tell him you're seventh, and Cochran's like, "What the heck, dude?" And then so you know the tide it kind of gets turned back on Albert for yep. that happening. So as a viewer, you might be thinking, "Oh, he's in. Albert's out." For worst player, I didn't give out any. I know we kind of talked a little badly about Albert, but overall, I don't think there's enough to give him worst player. He was potentially scheming and plotting. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, he's got to tread the the thread carefully. But uh, it wasn't enough for me to give him a worst. So I have no. And so Don, you know, if you get voted out since Redemption and he can't win. Don and Whitney are not eligible, so I have no worst players of the episode. I actually just gave out one, and I gave it to Albert. Okay. I I think that Upolu is sussing out. Who can win? Who can they beat? Who is who's going to be goaded to the end? And who's a threat? And Albert is either pitching himself to get voted out early or pitching himself to be goaded to the end. And also Savai is seeing right through his little like pandering shenanigans. So I gave worse to Albert, but I did not give out a second one because ultimately Upolu finished the job. And I also only gave it out to Albert and no one else. Okay. So, so uh, Albert and no me one. and Derek, same page. <laughs> Good for you guys. Uh, episode 11 is a closer look episode. Moving on. Moving no. on. That, that might be the last one, actually. Episode 12, cult-like. <laughs> they, they call it out. Cochran is going to call a meeting because we're down to the set. We're down to the family. Cochran is going to go next. And so he's like, hey, please don't vote me out. It's my birthday in a couple of days. I'd like to celebrate my birthday with you. Please don't vote me out. What's great is it is not Cochran's birthday in a couple of days. That is a big lie. It was a couple months ago, but that, I like that lie a lot. That's this, great. This lie rivals the dead Mima. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. But Cochran also does phrase it like, "Listen, guys, I took a really big risk by flipping, and I, I've done you guys a solid. Please don't vote me out sooner than what I would have been voted out had I just stuck with my original tribe. If you vote me out now, I get seventh. I was gonna get sixth before." Do me this courtesy. You guys have to eat each other anyway. Save, Save me, me once. once. Albert and Coach are on board. They, they do kind of want to spare him. They do feel like they owe him. Sophie does not. She's like, you should get rewarded because you made a bad move. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sophie. I <laughs> love it. Preach. Oh, that was great. One of my favorite Sophie moments for sure. Redemption Island. Ozzy is going to defeat first Don, then Whitney. Don and Whitney are out of the game. Don is going to play again. Do we want to see it? Oh, please. I didn't even know this. Good. I didn't think he knew it. So, yes, no. Don will play again. God, is she back in, like, a Blood versus Water, or is she back in Fans versus Favorites? I don't know when I see Don. Stay Have I tuned seen to Don? find out. Anyway, okay. I'm excited for this now. Yep. So, Don will be back. But, yes, we're all on board with this. Oh, please. Yeah. Go. Almost the same reason as Jim's just, like, I, I feel like there's an asterisk next to this season just because of Cochran's move. And yeah, so, like, anyone who either <laughs> seems strategic or is likable, I want to see back. Now, what is interesting is I, I, I am surprised. When when Don comes back, I feel like Holly, I would have rather seen Holly and Don's spot because they, they're very similar. I'm glad we ultimately do get Don, but I, I was, I'm just going to surprise. We, we never get Holly, but we do get Don. Just interesting to me. Sure. I wish we would see Holly again. All right. Let's talk about Whitney. 
Oh, boy. So for the listeners, uh, Ryan has been teasing me with this. You heard it in the pre-merge episode. I have been teased with this for literally a month. So, Ryan, hit me with it. All right. So Whitney got a very small edit this season, probably the smallest of the post-merge, besides maybe Rick. They're, they're tossing between those two. And, and, you know, there's more to that story, we, too. We talked about why, you know, Rick just wasn't answering questions, especially at Tribal Council. Whitney, on the other hand, Jeff is going to mention at the reunion show that Whitney and Keith are now dating. They're in a relationship. That's great. And he just very casually is like, you know, this isn't the press, but you were in a relationship when the show started. Well, that's putting it mildly. Whitney was married when she went out to film Survivor South Pacific, and she was still married at the reunion show, but was dating Keith as well. So the reason why Whitney did not get a huge edit is because there was a little bit of like, you know, obviously there's some backlash, but Survivor didn't want to be seen like developing the relationship because like, oh, this seems like adultery. Whitney and Keith have claimed like nothing happened until the divorce happened. And, and I guess they were going through the divorce at the reunion show, but it wasn't finalized yet. So that's a whole mess. And that's why we don't see a ton of Whitney. Here's where it gets really fun. The episode after this one is the family visit. Guess who Whitney's loved one was? Her husband. Oh, no. <laughs> So if Whitney survived another round, we would have had Whitney's husband in the game as the loved one visiting her. Yeah. <laughs> in some in some alternate universe, Cochran decides to stay with Savai. They pull rocks. It's none of them that goes home. One of the Apollo goes home. And we get a loved one's visit where Whitney and Keith are both there with her husband. <laughs> So this would have essentially turned into like a soft pilot episode of Love Island. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. So that did not happen, unfortunately. Brand new fear unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I uh, hate everything about this. So, yeah, we could have gotten a world where Whitney's husband is on the show. Well, Whitney is leaving him for keith uh, mystery dina himself do do we know did did whitney and keith at least go the distance here they're still married okay they well, they uh they were on the amazing race together well you know they did it, very badly if love wins in the end then i guess i'm fine but yeah. just like wow that's speaking of layers and ogres <laughs> yeah you know I, I guess whitney and her first husband got married very young and it, it was not going great already or something i don't that's that's what whitney has said uh, who knows? Um, it's an awkward, uncomfortable situation that I find kind of funny. I find it kind of funny. And for the record, Whitney, I know you're a big fan of the podcast. No judgment at all. You know, whatever. Stuff happens. But yeah, Keith and Whitney did, did end up going to the Amazing Race, um, where they fought the entire with each other the entire time. They were terrible <laughs> on the Amazing Race. They, they were like the fourth team out. But the fact that they were on the Amazing Race together was just like, really? You put them on the Amazing Race? It almost feels like a middle finger to society. Just a little bit. Like, you purposely under-edit these people in the first CBS show they're on, and then you purposely cast them as a couple in the second one, even though you under-edited them in the first one because they were becoming a couple so outside of societal norms. With The Amazing Race, they were kind of like backups because they had a different survivor couple who was going to be on the season. They ended up breaking up and didn't do the show, and they're like, uh, who else we got? Do Keith I know, Whitney. Do I know who that was? No, you don't know them yet. Okay, sounds good. I'll wait. <laughs> um, wait, actually, yeah, you do. You did watch Blood versus Water. Yeah, Cat uh, and Hayden. Oh, big, big brother Hayden and yeah, and yeah, Kat. yeah. They they broke up. Okay, before they could do the Amazing Race. So that's the end of Don and Whitney. They go on to the jury. Ozzy stays behind. Albert is very lazy. Uh, most of the tribe is very annoyed with him. They make fun of him behind his back. Rick calls him Prince Albert or Princess. 
Uh, no, specifically because <laughs> it, it gets it gets turned around on people call him say he's calling him Prince. No, Albert calls him Prince Albert. You can Google that. Google image that on a work computer. Definitely do it on a work computer. Yes. That sounds like a bad plan. NSFW, probably. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, and all seriousness, that is NSFW. I'm not going to say what it is on the podcast. If you want to know, Google Prince Albert, and you can learn it. Uh, Urban Dictionary, that one. Uh, probably incognito tab that. Yeah, first. because there is like actual princes. You know, the, the 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 top hit will be actual royalty. Urban Dictionary, Prince Albert. To learn more about that one, it's a very, very funny joke. Um, you explore interesting areas of the interweb. Brian. I enjoy the fact that Derek doesn't know this. I don't know yeah, this. You can Google that later. Yeah, we'll do w- it. Worth a Google if you're an adult. You know, we try to keep the podcast clean, yep. so I'll leave this alone for now. But yeah, all right. And then other people misconstrue it, say, hell yeah, he's calling you a princess. And that's not what Rick was originally saying. Edna asks Coach, hey, am I next after Cochran? And he's like, yes. How about you don't say it that way? No, no, no Edna, you're fine. Edna, we're good. I'm going to protect you, Edna. I always have a default person that you go to. That's just like, nah, well, it's obviously going to be Rick next. Edna, who would you like to go next after Cochran? Like, I'm open to, like, what do you think? Oh, that's an interesting plan. We'll go with that. There's much better ways to do this. Albert is going to win immunity. Uh, He's going to bring a coach on reward because he gets a reward with it as well. But he's going to give up his other reward spot to Cochran uh, because his birthday is in two days. Uh, don't give up your reward like this. Uh, we've talked about this before a bunch of times. Just, just don't do it. It's not, not a great look. It, it just comes across as pandering. And Albert doesn't need any more of that right now. Just don't win the reward. Well, it's immunity challenge. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said reward. No, Albert won immunity and the reward was with it. It was combined. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, tough spot. But yeah, he should have just kept the reward. Taking whoever. Take Cochran. Suck it up, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. This is where Cochran reveals to us he's lying around his birthday. Very funny. Uh, but he and Edna, they know they're on the bottom now. They got to do something. So this is where I think a move needs to happen. Because their plan is going to be to try and get Albert and Coach to take out Rick. They do tell Albert what Rick has been saying behind his back. The Princess Albert, Prince Albert stuff. Which is funny. I, I don't know if that's the right play. It's a play. But I think the right move here is, because we're at seven, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, it needs to be Cochran, Edna, Albert, and Rick. The four of them, the four bottom feeders on this group, need to come together and take out Coach, Sophie, Brandon, any of those three. Take your pick. That's what should be happening. And it's not going to happen, but that's what should happen. I do think, you know, at the time when you presented it, I hadn't thought about, I don't want to call it bad blood between Rick and Albert, but... Rick did vocalize that he's not Albert's biggest fan because Albert is very princely. He doesn't like to work very hard. He likes to kind of sit around. Whereas, like, Rick is one of the hardest workers that the show has basically ever seen. You know, not quite Bobby John Drinkard hard worker, but, you know, he's pulling his weight around camp and is very diligent about it. So, Rick, sounds like a great person to take to the end. Sounds like a great person to take to the end. I do think trying to get Rick to go with Edna and Cochran is the right move. But maybe you try and get a Sophie instead. Sure. Um, you know, someone that, that Rick can get on board with and just take out literally one of the other three. You need to do something, explore those social dynamics, and I think it seems that pitting Rick against Albert is the right move. And so maybe it just wasn't as easy to pull off as uh, as it should have been on paper. I, I See, I, I don't agree because, I mean, like that was a, certainly a vulnerable spot to exploit, but you need those two because, I mean, obviously one of those four can win I would say probably either Rick or, Co- or, or Cochran or Edna. I don't know if Albert can win. But one of those four can win. 
tough to say who, but we know Coach Brandon and Sophie have to go. So I think this is the wrong spot to exploit. If there's nothing else, they tried literally everything else, sure. But I don't think that's the case. Right. It's almost like bring Albert and Rick together and be like, hey, listen, I understand you guys aren't fans, but we are down to the seven now. Do you think you can beat Coach? Do you think you can beat Sophie? Do you think you can beat Brandon? Because at least Brandon has never lied to Savai. Yep. Do you want to win or do you not? And if they don't go for that, then we're back to our original problem where there are people on this season who are simply not playing to win. And by the way, I will say Rick at one point does make it sound like he's given up on the thought of winning, but I don't think he had entirely given up at that yeah, point. Yeah, I think that was those were words. I don't yeah, think he yeah, it. saving his skin. And uh, I think it is important, just because Derek mentioned it, that like when you ask someone to think about that, or even when you're thinking about it yourself and saying, can I beat X person? Being very realistic about that. Because we get it in the finale where Albert fully thinks that he plays a better game than the other two people that are in the final three. So he's just, I guess, delusional about how his game has been played and how his game has been perceived. So it's, it sounds easy to do just to, just to match things up, but not never said it was easy. (laughs) We never said it was easy. It's it's almost like survivors a hard game to win. That's why they, that's why people need consultants. That's why yep, we're here. That's why we're here. So tribal council, Cochran and Edna are both very indignant. They feel like they've been used and they suspect they are next. Brandon's like, yep, you're next. Oh, thanks, that's, Brandon. That's because you both were used. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Because you're used by a cult. You're the two people, the least valuable members of the cult, the two newer members of the cult. You're going to get cut by a cult. You know, unless you're causing problems within the cult higher up, they're going to take out the lower people first. That's how it works. Yep. It's going to be five votes for Cocker and two votes for Rick. Wrong move. Probably should have been coach at this point. You know, like I said, Rick, Albert, Cochran, and Netta should have banded together. The question we have is, would Rick do something like that? He should, but would he? Probably not. We know Brandon wouldn't do something like that. So maybe get, get Sophie on board, like Derek said. Yeah, Maybe that's the way you have to do it. And, and one thing we also need to remember is that Coach has an idol, which we haven't talked about in forever. And Coach has said that he will play that idol if it benefits the tribe. Um, and, you know, he could garner a lot of ill will if he does play that against any of his yep. former tribe mates. But he still has it. Uh, so, you know, targeting Coach is easier said than done. Yes. But with the idol in his pocket, you almost have to wait until four to do it. You don't have to. You just have to be good. Yes. Um, that that requires a nuance. <laughs> so at this point, what should happen is Rick, Albert, Cochran, and it should be the final four. And they take out over Redemption, Ozzy, presumably, and then these four at the end. And probably, honestly, just to remove the X factor, take out Cochran at four. So the final three should be Rick, Albert, and Edna. I don't know who wins that one. Probably Rick. But maybe Edna could could come out on top on that one. I don't know. That's that's a terrible final three. <laughs> that's I, that's what should happen. At, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm I would 100 percent be here for. It. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Like, wow, how did they manage to pull that off? Like, they nobody was in a cult all along. <laughs> <laughs> so for best player, I had Sophie. She kept her head uh, down um, the most out of all the Apollo tribe. She didn't really butt heads with anybody. She just playing it cool. The Cochran vote is good for her, knocking out, you know, she stays in the top power position. So this is a good move for her. And then, you know, same with Coach. It's good for both of them, but Coach is making a lot more promises that he's going to have to break. Sophie's not doing that. So Sophie's my best player of the episode. I literally couldn't have said that any better myself. I had Sophie. 
Thank you. I had also written down Sophie. For worst player, I had Albert. Poor work ethic. He gave up his reward, and he took out Cochran instead of coach or somebody else in the power position. I ended up saying Brandon. I think I just got caught up because he's out here saying, first you, then you, then you, then you, then you, then you. That is not great. You know, he's not going to backstab you because he's going to frontstab you. Yep. And you know what? Maybe that makes you feel less betrayed in the end, but... If you, still need, if, you, if you need Upolu members to vote for you, probably shouldn't do that. You, you can be delicate, and he's not doing that. He's just, again, asking for an apology, expecting to automatically receive forgiveness as though he's at confession. Yep. Josh? So I had written down Edna. Okay. Not Can't really sure why. One. So th- there was a moment um, where Edna was basically coming to coach like, hey, am I actually six here? And, you know, we're, we're going to get more of this next yep. episode. But she starts kind of getting paranoid about it. Like, hey, if Cochran goes tonight, am I next? And she's fishing for information because do I need to do something with Cochran now? And it kind of makes her look paranoid. But the thing is, she's 100 percent right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not coming after you. I'm assuming it's just because it's her spots essentially just being cemented right now. If I had to choose between you guys, I think I'd go with Brandon here. Yeah, I can't can't argue with that one. <laughs> you can usually pick Brandon as the worst player of the episode. I'd be like, I can't argue with you. Yep. Episode 13, Ticking Time Bomb. Brandon calls for a group prayer. Edna refuses to take part because she's like, I'm not part of the tribe, I guess. So, nope. I'm not going to suffer you fools anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, can, you, can, you can make a statement and it... Uh, it's it's one of those situations where the family is what the family is. I'd love to say, like, try and finagle your way in there, try and finesse it, but... Uh, it's not so going to happen. Like, Sophie's got absolutely no reason because she has a chance to beat anybody, so why would she flip on the family? Coach, if he flips, he loses, so he's got no benefit to do it. Brandon is not a logical player he's not gonna flip on it and also we haven't talked about it a lot but like rick and coach have like a man-to-man honor like word is our bond understanding and rick is going to adhere to that until the bitter end as well that's four congratulations edna thanks for playing uh you know you've got albert who's willing to do something with you yep and albert ain't gonna go against the other four of the family because as coach has said you do that you're done you know, you got a cult of people who are bonded over religion. You have, like, that emotional connection. But you, there's also the ones who aren't as religious, really just Sophie, doesn't have a good reason to flip. So you're kind of stuck. It's like this perfect toxic mix- mixture, like a cult. <laughs> do we do we know where Edna sits with, with religion? Because she's pretty, uh, I don't know, she critiques it pretty harshly. Yeah, I don't think Edna's super religious, but I don't know for sure on that one. Sure. But yeah, Edna's going to be... Critical of religion, and then uh, not even critical, but just pointing observation. Yes, yes, pointing pointing out an I don't know an inconvenient truth. Yep, she's gonna say at the the finale, hey, people have always used religion as a tool for manipulation. That's the oldest manipulation tool. So why are we mad about it? Why now? are we mad about it? Like be, being used this way? It's all it's always been done that way. So I was just I was just curious. I meant to ask you that right after the episode, but yeah. But what is interesting is she is mad right now because she's being deceived by everybody. Welcome to Survivor, Edna. <laughs> but in her jury, uh, her, her jury speech, she's gonna say, "Hey, y'all, we got deceived. That was the game we signed up for. You, you can't be mad about it. That was that's literally the game." So I think Edna was putting on a show a little bit here. Uh, yeah, she was pulling out all the stops again. Yep. Like, I, I don't want to go home. I do have to say, though, my favorite quote. She's talking to Coach. She's like, Coach, you told me that we were a strong six. We were we were a, a, a steady six. We, we were hardened. We were together. We were going to be this firm six. And Coach is like, 
Edna, there are six people left. <laughs> we, we were. We're here now. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> so, Redemption Island, Ozzy's going to defeat Cochran, uh, but pretty close challenge, actually. Close challenge. Yep. Um, but Cochran is going to get uh, knocked out of the game. Cochran is going to play again. Do we want to see it? Can I answer this entirely right now? Yes. I, I know what you're going to do, but yes. As of right now, no. Yep. He wins me back over in the reunion show. He's very good at the reunion show. He has show. a very good moment. But a lot of the stuff that he said in the season, first of all, doesn't age very well. Yep. And whenever you're like the big flipper and you make the one stupid move because your understanding of Survivor is so like uh, rudimentary that you make a mistake that big, I'm just not generally interested in seeing you back again. And his... I don't want to call them weaknesses, but like his quirks early in the game that put him in such hard positions, they weren't exactly endearing to me. I like the story. I like him frolicking shirtless out sure. into the ocean. You know, he has his moments, his moments. Uh, but that's exactly it. I feel like he had his moments already at this point. We're going to get to the reunion show. He's going to articulate what went wrong. And I'm like, you know what? That's someone who understands what happened and wants to do something differently. Then I want him back. But sure. as of this point, seeing him voted out and losing in the season, I, I do not want Cochran back. I pretty much agree with you completely. You know, it's kind of a situation where it's like if he came back, and would be like, okay, whatever. If he, if he, you know, there's other people I would rather see, though. Yeah, it's more the intrigue factor for me just to see if he uh, not learns anything because he knows all of it already. It's more, can he play a different game because he should be passed most of his insecurities at this point and yeah. a lot of the things that slowed him down early in the game when you end up being a returnee he should be able to just fast forward through all that stuff and be and be able to just actually play the game right away from the beginning so i i, I get yeah i'll just say yeah sure ozzy for winning their uh redemption island duel he gets to pick three people in the game who are going to have their loved ones visit them and those, the three players, the three loved ones, and Ozzy will all go back to Redemption Island and hang out. Poor Ozzy. Stupid. <laughs> like, that sucks. Like, get out of my house. I, I I, very much dislike the fact that they brought the like Redemption Island into the game. Yeah. But it's going to be Albert, Coach, and Brandon picking people who would probably like, appreciate it more. Yeah. I think, you know, my reward loyalty, I think those are fine picks. But while we're at this, this Redemption Island excursion... Coach promises to take Oz to the end and swears as a Christian man he'll take Oz to the end. So he swears on God. Yep. Like let's let's call this what it is. Let's call it spade a spade. He swears on God. He will take Ozzy to the end. And he tells us in confessional, if he makes that promise, he can't break it. Spoiler alert, he's gonna break it. Now he does in in the finale, he basically says that he told Ozzy that he doesn't want him to tell anyone else about yep. this and is kind of using that as an excuse of like, oh, okay, well, now I can break it, yes. basically. I don't know if that actually was said during this visit, but that's, that is important to note as well. Yeah, he did. we did see him say, hey, keep this between us. He doesn't say it as like a caveat, like, if you tell people, no, I'm going to break says, my, like, just, I, I'm no longer in debt to you, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's going to say, please keep this between us. Ozzy does not, so... And, you know, I don't care if Coach breaks his word or not. Like, I'm, I'm just, you know... But I am going to point like out... Coach should. Uh, it, 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 there's care. a little bit of hypocrisy here if you're going to play the honor and integrity card. This is not honor and integrity. Uh, which you shouldn't play the honor and integrity card. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But Brandon's dad, who's the brother of Russell Hans, uh, Sean Hans, he's going to get out there and he sees Brandon's head is not in the game at all. And so he's going to try and, like 
strong arm coach and him like promising to protect Brandon and take him to the end. And coach is like, I'm not going to be intimidated by another Hans. And, and what's really funny is I said something out loud. I'm like, gosh, they are cut from the same cloth. Cut to coach on the beach. Well, Hanses are all cut from the same cloth. I see it in Brandon sometimes. I saw it in Russell. And now here's this loved one trying to tell me how to play my game of Survivor. Get off my beach. Get off my lawn. Old man shakes fist at cloud. Get out of here. But honestly, it was kind of uncomfortable to watch because, again, he's going to strong arm coach, but he talks to Brandon. He's like, Brandon, you came out here. You had one job to win a million dollars. You're an idiot. Yeah. Why are you playing like this? And Brandon's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I thought you'd be proud of me. And his dad's like, I mean, you're a good kid, but... You're not trying to win. That's bad. I'm like, oh man, I, it just made me feel awful. Yeah, yeah. So, we're gonna we're gonna feel awful for Brandon for the rest of the season. Uh, so uh, you know, if 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 Sean Hans is a big fan of this podcast, uh, this was not a, cool. This was a bad moment. Survivor's hard enough. You're there to be like emotional support. You're you're not there to tell your son that you're not proud of him. Yep. So I hated this. As a new father, I would never do this to my son. Uh, so um, go pound some sand. I I I, I load this. This was probably the low point of the season for me because it was outside of the game. Yeah. It's, it's in the game, but it's out of the game, and I, I hated it. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I definitely remember this, too, and it just it, – it sucks. Well, I mean, because, like, he's not wrong in the fact that you should be trying to win the game. It's just the way – he did it and like with no no empathy or anything like that well i mean we're just three guys on a podcast talking about the best ways to win survivor that's not why his dad is out there no you know and not why brandon's there apparently yeah yeah, well your son's been playing the one of the most emotionally and mentally taxing games ever devised by the human mind to be broadcast you know for millions of people to watch and he's doing the best Best thing that he can, given where he was at life bef- in life before. He's 19. Like, the biggest mistake was production casting Brandon yep. Hans. I-, I am very mad that he made it onto this show. It's And I think it's because of his name. It's because of the legacy. But he did not have the, the foothold on life that he needed to play this game. 100%. And so I do not blame Brandon one bit for choosing to stick to his morals. It was almost like, you know, he he's uh, an addict of some kind, and he was put in a room full of whatever his vice is, and he just has to say, no, 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 I will not do this because he's trying to turn over a new leaf. And he does. He does. He, he does not give in to the temptation at all in the season. So this is Brandon trying to be a good person, and I really wish his dad would have recognized that. Um, it, it just it feels like this massive miscommunication, misunderstanding, and just the, a perversion yeah. of this relationship. And uh, I this, hated it. This whole family seems very toxic because we're going to see Russell three in a show. Brandon's going to have a rough time when he gets home with very little support from his family. It's tough to watch. It's it's yeah, it's brutal. I feel really really bad for him. Sean Hans. Yeah, you're. I don't know what that situation is now, but at this time, this was terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So, and by the way, it made me really happy that I stopped uh, grading Brandon's game truly, yeah. like in the pre-merge. I I had no idea that this was where we were gonna end up. It's gonna get worse. I, it's gonna get worse. Uh, but you know, I felt the need to air that because it was probably my biggest gripe on the season. Because it, you know, it, it's great TV. I guess it's gripping. It's real. It's raw. But yep. real and raw. I I 
I hated it. And I think a lot of things started to make sense to me. And we haven't even mentioned, I think he's the third Hans brother. I guess I don't know if there's more than that. But then there's Willie Hans, who was on Big Brother. Uh, I think he was the first person eliminated, but he didn't get voted out. He got expelled, ejected um, from the game because he headbutted another player. Oh. Like straight up smashed his head into another player and then got kicked out. So, well, go Hans. Not family. too surprising there. Yep. CBS isn't quite done with the Hans family yet because that Big Brother season hasn't aired yet. Um, but we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the Hans line on Survivor and CBS. We're going to have an immunity challenge, and it's one of those ones where, very old school, this is back in season one, where you could strategically eliminate people. You know, you're, you're moving tiles, you're flowing over tiles, you want to get the biggest piece of the pie you can so you have the most room to work with. Um, it's a challenge where the person who's on the bottom, everybody wants out, can easily just get knocked out of the game like that. And that's exactly what's going to happen to Edna. <laughs> That Brandon is basically going to uh, tank Edna's game. Well, it's not just Brandon, but Brandon's the one who's going to vocalize it. Yeah. Um, and Brandon is also immediately adjacent to her, so he can yeah. he can hurt her more than most. Yeah. And almost coconut choppy here. <laughs> Very coconut choppy. It's it's to a lesser extent. It just basically guarantees the, the, the bottom person can't win. Pretty much everybody else can win, but the last person can't win, which is Edna. Once Brandon gets knocked out of the challenge, she's going to talk about it, and, and he's very vocal about his strategy, and Edna gets pissed, rightfully so. But Coach is going to end up winning immunity here. So Edna, at this point, is going to campaign against Brandon. She says she has more honor and integrity than Brandon. So, you know, if they want to really do the honor and integrity thing, they should keep her over Brandon. I don't know if that's true. I mean... Brandon's definitely playing the honor and integrity game. I mean, he's not the person to go after if you want, you know, to play that card. There's a different way. Like, oh, Brandon's just being a jerk. Do you guys really want to tolerate that? That would have been a better better way to go, I think. But whatever. It really depends on how you define your terms. Yeah. Like, is it having integrity to uh, just immediately tell someone you've got no chance to win? On the one hand, you're certainly being honest, but, you know... We're talking about honor and integrity, not necessarily honesty, even though we will get some of that from Coach later on. Go for Albert if you're going to do this. Yeah, She's going to ask Coach for the idol, and he says no because he would then be the next to go because he would have turned against the family. Yeah, that's right. He knows, he knows that he's created a monster, yeah. and now he needs to keep it on a leash. But Tribal Council, five votes for Edna, one vote for Brandon. This... This should have been Brandon or Sophie or Coach. Well, I guess it can't be Coach because he's got a movie immunity, but it should have been Brandon or Sophie. So, yeah, this is the wrong move. Ed is not a threat to win anything. Best player? So I actually had Sophie because I feel like the move to get rid of Edna, I don't want to say it benefits Sophie the most, but it kind of hurts her the least of everybody. Uh, and I think she perhaps is benefited most by a weakened coach because Edna was super loyal to coach um, and certainly someone that coach would have wanted to go to the end with, I think, because she didn't really do anything but ride coattails. So I, I had Sophie. Oh, uh, yeah. And she didn't really step on anybody's toes in this episode. So it's definitely Sophie. Josh? I'll probably just agree with you guys instead of going with Albert, who I originally wrote down. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, I probably just gave it to him because of immunity or something. The coach so. won immunity. Yeah, so too bad, Josh. <laughs> How about worst player? I had coach. Okay. Um, I think that Edna going drastically weakens his chances to win because I think Edna was one of the few slam dunks that he had, in my opinion, to, to beat at the end because everyone else, even though they're in the family, they're kind of playing their own different separate games. And Edna was the only true coattail ride i guess rick is kind of a coattail rider too but uh, edna was never in with the family i think it weakens him the most to to see her go um and maybe he should have done more to try to keep her so i had albert and rick 
I gave it to both, and because I couldn't find a way to differentiate between the two of them in this episode, so I'm, I'm definitely open to if, he, if we end up going this way. If either of you want to throw out an idea for who's worse, I'm definitely I'm 100% open to. I couldn't figure one out. My reasoning was neither of them can win the game anymore. I think because they both needed to keep Edna in the game to have a shot. So I think they both lose the game here because I don't think the two of them can be anybody else. They they, they both lose now. So I, I'm I don't feel strongly about this, and I couldn't think of a tiebreaker. So. You know, so in my opinion, and, and this is and this is just my opinion based on what we've seen in the edit, I would want to read between the lines and give it to Rick because Rick is the one who's ride or dying on this loyalty thing. Mm. And whether or not he believes he can win or not, he's not going against his word and he's proving to be very inflexible. Albert is being accused of being squirrely because he's trying to do things sure. sometimes. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Albert probably considered something at some point and maybe got shut down. <laughs> And, you know, that's a flaw in execution, but Rick is wrong to stay super-duper trooper-loyal all the way to the bitter end. Okay, so that's more than just the episode that's kind of looking... Yeah, that's nothing to do with this episode. It's like how the dividends of all of his previous decisions are not paying off in this moment. Josh, what do you think? And who did you have? Yeah, maybe I can help here, because I did put down Rick as my worst player, and I did actually specify, because at least... The, when I was watching it, my perception was now he cannot win the game. So it's it, kind of ironic that it, was, it led right from uh, what you were saying, Ryan. But yeah, th- that's exactly what I wrote down. Cool. So thanks for breaking the tie pass, Josh. Yeah. And I got no qualms with Rick at all. I was just like, yeah, Coach lost probably his closest ally and easiest yeah. goat. Josh loses his winner pick here. Edna's out of the game. I mean, she's on Redemption Island. She's going to lose immediately. Um, but if you could switch right now. Though she just put up a pretty good fight against Ozzy. But uh, so who, who, Josh, who are you going to switch to? I am going to switch to Coach. Really, it's between two people uh, who can win this game at this point. It's either Coach or Sophie. And it just seems like Coach is still the godfather in this family. And if he makes it to the end, he should be able to win as long as he does a good enough job. So that is why I went with Coach. That's fair. Um, so you joined Team Derek. I'm Team Coach. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to the family. Uh, I'm not in the family, but you're in the family. Welcome to the family. All right. Episode 14, then there were five. This is where things really heat up. And, you know, a lot of people don't like this season, but it's pretty much unanimous. Universally decided that these last two episodes are really good. Uh, whatever you say about the rest of the season, these two episodes are great. Survivor and interesting TV. Albert wants to go to the end with Rick because Rick has done nothing. And coach for being the cult leader. People might be pissed off at the cult leader. Okay. I think you're still going to lose, Albert, but okay. There's something there. I, th- I think there's something. I think he's right in his best chances. I don't think it matters, but yeah. I think he's correct. He's going to make a final two final deal with Rick at this point. Redemption Island, Ozzy's going to defeat Edna. Goodbye, Edna. Moving on. Brandon wants to go to the end with Albert and coach. So they, he and Albert, they both want to take out Sophie next because... They understand that Sophie is a big threat. And Coach, Coach, that's a big failure in Coach's part. Coach doesn't really see it as much. But Albert and Brandon do. Yeah, and Albert, I think, does a good job at articulating it by basically saying Sophie is very well-spoken. She's going to be able to litigate her stance and her game very well in front of a jury. And also, she's not making any enemies. Uh, You know, people might not like her. They might see her as a little bit pretentious or a little bit elitist, a little bit of a brat. But she's not the one slitting throats. She's just along for the ride of the family. And no one can blame her for pulling a Sandra and just sticking with the villains. So Coach Sophie and Rick, they want to take out Brandon next. 
He's been the most loyal. He's also got the best chance of taking down Ozzy. Okay. Fair. Sure. Coach and Albert talk, and they, they disagree about who should go next. Should it be Sophie or Brandon? Brandon's going to walk over and join the conversation. And they claim they were just talking about, like, oh, how, how do juries vote and stuff like that. And Brandon's like, oh, you know, you just a little bit on edge. Just seeing you guys talk over here. And Coach is going to, like, lash out at him. Compare him to Russell. Say you're being kind of a bully right now. Basically just gaslight Brandon. Uh, Brandon's very hurt by this. And they end up making up. But, yeah, it, the whole thing was it was just like Coach making Brandon feel really bad. And Brandon's 100% right in what he thought was happening. So And making him basically question himself. So this is Coach being a cult leader gaslighting one of his people. And don't get me wrong. Within the context of Survivor, I love this. Because Brandon was being unnecessarily paranoid earlier in the game. Yep. And Coach is literally just calling back to that moment saying, listen, we've already had this talk. What's funny is the last time we had that talk was when he was saying, you need to trust your five. Well, guess what? There's only five people left. Like, he literally kept... I don't want to say Brandon kept a lid on it, right? But, like, he kept as much of a lid on it as he could all the way up to Final Five, and now he's getting a little antsy again. He literally waited until Coach had given him the initial permission to not feel okay anymore, to not feel okay. So he comes over, Coach, I'm not feeling so good. And Coach is like, shut up. You feel fine. It's all in your head, you hypochondriac. So this whole cult thing, it's just been fascinating because Coach has been the leader. Albert and Rick are devoted followers, but Brandon's almost like the second-in-command true believer who beats the people who don't get in line. Like, he is the the like the, the guard dog, almost. And that's kind of been the dynamic here, and it's just been fascinating to watch. He's the Malachi to Coach's Isaac. Yes, exactly. If Coach you get that corn. reference out there, reach out to us. Show them to the core. And, uh, yes, he's very much the Malachi. And then we have Sophie, and we mentioned this pretty much. Sophie is an atheist, so she's just going going with the flow here. And keeping her head down. And she's, you know, what I love is she's going to win this game. She slits the cult leader's throat at the end. Everyone else is dead. Everyone else drank the Kool-Aid and died except Sophie. She did not drink the Kool-Aid and she killed the cult leader. I love it. And that's kind of the story of the season. And they don't mention that on the show. This is something you need um, some outside information. So this is why, this is one of those seasons where I think it's actually better if you know who the winner is and you know a little bit more of the background information, it's, it's really satisfying to watch. It's the story within the story. It's the story within the story. It makes it makes this it enhances the season, I'd say. So it certainly enhances the winner. Yes, because Sophie gets kind of a small edit, um, and and a flawed edit, I will say, which is you know flawed edits are good, but yeah, she, she definitely didn't get a ton of screen time. Brandon's gonna win immunity. He saves himself. Definitely not going home in this episode. He is going to bring Rick on reward. There's a pizza reward he brings Rick with. Good move. And what's really fun is we get like a jet ski pizza delivery. <laughs> Just super extra for no reason. But Sophie, Coach, Rick, and Brandon, they all talk about how Albert made a final two deal with Rick. And this is news to Brandon. Brandon didn't know this. So Brandon confronts Albert. Albert's like, that's not true. And so we have this big whole town meeting. And oh, it gets ugly. Rick and Albert are yelling at each other. Everyone is against Albert. Albert's definitely a liar. Everyone believes Rick. Albert's so screwed it's so good yeah so what happens when you try to just play all sides and i mean i don't blame albert that much like you're up against the wall you're gonna lose this game no matter what you do like maybe you can get second place instead of third place congratulations so i don't fault him for whatever he ends up doing here what i love about this moment from a humanitarian or i guess like from an anthropological side This is the apotheosis of the family, 
right? Like we're going to have a winner, but this is the climax. Yep. Because you've made it to that final five. You've used God. You've used faith as the adhesive, as like, you know, the, the, uh, the coalescence. Your God can't save everybody nope. anymore. Not everyone can make it to the kingdom uh, of heaven. Like and and like I don't I don't, I'm I'm not trying to say anything provocative on the podcast by saying that, but you've been giving all glory to the Father, but only four people can advance. Yep. Only three people make it to final tribal. It's true with every alliance, but this one is a little bit more sensitive because of the faith focus. Because of that moment, and it's almost like uh, I don't know. It, it makes it feel a little bit chalkier like what what do you do now like are you at peace with it is everyone okay with it and clearly nobody is okay with it and in fact funny enough the only person who seems to be enjoying herself is sophie yep she's like this is hilarious i love watching albert squirm this 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 is big old can of not my problem so albert is in trouble he's going home so he is going to go to brandon and basically just emotionally manipulate the crap out of him talk about how close they were with their faith and all this stuff and it works to the point where brandon's like i'm not gonna vote for you i'm not voting you out and then he goes and tells coach like i might give up immunity so we can you know albert doesn't go home and we can all take out sophie like the original plan was that was definitely the original plan oh brandon so this this is the moment I think that everyone who doesn't like this season, I think this is the reason why. This is also part of the reason I love this season. I think it's fascinating. So Coach says to Brandon, like, I, I got to pray about this. I got to pray, and I'm going to listen to God, and God is going to tell me who to vote for. And Brandon's like, okay, but God is not telling you to vote for me. Just that, That's not what he's saying, okay? Okay. Cool. Trust me, I know. I've already talked to him. <laughs> and Coach gives this confessional, like, hey, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed in one name. God can tell me one name over and over and over. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to... I'm I'm not touching this with an 11-foot no uh, pole. None of us can say what Coach heard. I will say this. Coach heard what he wanted to hear. Um, like that that is your own conscience speaking and it's the same conscience although a little bit more well refined than the days of token sheens is still your conscience nonetheless so I'm very curious that when people hear god talking to them it's it's exactly what they want to hear a lot of the time uh but you know i got nothing to say about that <laughs> we're going to tribal council in an infamous tribal council but it's not talked about as much uh, as the Eric Reichenbach Tribal Council, even though basically the same thing happens. It's it's a worse move. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, as Derek says, we're not grading Brandon here. It, it, uh, yeah, I see. I I almost strike this from like the the worst moves of all time record because I don't think Brandon is competent enough to play. Like, well, and 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 and, and that's why like I'm not going to be super harsh about it. I'm not going to harp on this anymore. But if you look at it within the context of who actually could have won Survivor with and without doing this move? Brandon had a chance to win yeah. without doing this. Brandon's going to give up immunity instantly to Albert. Like, the second they sit down at Tribal Council, Jeff and asks one question. First, Jeff had to collect his jaw, yep. his finely chiseled jaw, off the floor of Tribal Council going, I was going to ask you how you felt about being safe tonight, but... Uh, Here we are. Albert is asked if, like, hey, if you felt like Brandon was in danger... Would you give it back to him like you could do right now? And Albert's like, if I thought he was in danger, I would. But he's not in danger. He's not going home tonight. Okay, Albert. That's fine. Albert's doing what he's got to do to stay in the game. But uh, 
Definitely looks weaselly. He can go ahead and claim like plausible deniability. He'll do it at final tribal yep. council too. Uh, but I, I don't buy this for one nanosecond. Nope. Brandon starts to realize I think that he's screwed. I think he's, he realizes he made the mistake. But what I really like is Albert's going to put all the pressure on Coach. He's going to like, I, I'm going to vote with Brandon for Sophie, you know, and that's, you know, Coach can come with us. So he's going to put all the pressure on Coach. The Coach is going to be the swing vote. It's end up gonna. It's going to be three votes for Brandon, two votes for Sophie. On the way out the door, Coach gives Brandon a hug, tells him it was God's will uh, <laughs> that he goes to Redemption Island and wins at Redemption Island. Oof. Oh, and Albert can definitely not win the game anymore. Like, he shamefully takes off the immunity necklace as soon as this is done, and Brandon's going to go to Redemption Island. I think it actually falls off. <laughs> Oof. This is the moment that I think made people uncomfortable, which is why I think everybody should watch it. Brandon was just used and abused so hard by someone he had complete trust in and had a bond of a religious faith with. Since, like, the beginning of this this podcast, we have talked about how people can use religion against you. And, and we've warned you. We've warned you. Here it is. It's not comfortable for a lot of people. A lot, you don't have to like it. But it's reality. That's why I love this season so much is it feels so real. This is a thing that happens every single day. It can happen on Survivor. It'll happen in real life. So as ugly and uncomfortable and just kind of icky as it is, watch it. Keep your eyes open and don't look away because this is real. And, I mean, more importantly, be understanding and willing to uh, equip yourself against something like this. I'm not saying steal yourself to the idea of faith. If that's something that you put stock into and it's something that's very important, is a cornerstone of your life, absolutely do it. But also watch for the people who are trying to take advantage. And I'm going to go ahead and name a few names, uh, Joel Osteen and uh, uh, Lee Strobel. I hate them. I think that they exploit people for millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars based on false promises and fear-mongering and hive mind mentality. And I think it's disgusting. If you're fans of the podcast, don't be. I don't want you here. But it can happen. Just watch for it. Be careful. And we, we have been saying this since season one, season two, season three. It can happen. Just know. Here so it is. Here it is. I, and I doubt that we're going to get anything quite this... Uh, I on the nose with this again. Think so. I really don't think so. That'd be shocking if we ever yeah. did. And I mean, I guess, agreed with you guys <laughs> on everything you said, but also, it really seems to me like this is where Coach lost the game. Uh, I don't think so. That's that's not the case. It's, it's a rough really? move. Coach can still win the game. Coach went into the final Tribal Council winning this game. Hmm. That's where he loses. Okay. So, okay. No, it's not over for Coach yet. Derek, who's your best player? Ah. <laughs> I had Sophie, <laughs> um, because at the end of all of this, she burned the fewest bridges, I guess. And they were coming for her. And, and they were coming for her, so she, you know, she didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. Yep. She didn't really burn any bridges in all of this, so I, I had Sophie. Sophie, 100%. Josh? I wrote down Sophie. Worst player? I had coach actually. Mm. I think there's a, there's a strong argument for Albert, like, not giving back the immunity, but Coach betrayed the guy who trusted him most. Uh, he did it in front of the jury, and he did it in one of the most sensitive ways possible. You know, a spiritual leader betraying the trust of someone who trusted and followed them and believed them and put their faith in them as an agent of God. Where have we heard that story before, guys? 
Survivor mirrors reality. Uh, you know, art imitates life, imitates Social art. Experiment. So, um, yeah, I had Coach. I had Albert, just because Coach can still win the game. I think Albert destroyed every chance he ever had throughout the course of this episode. Probably, honestly, you know, we talked about this, the pre-merge, Ozzy's move going to Redemption Island. Was it a good move or not? Honestly, Albert probably had a better chance of winning this game by going to Redemption and just winning his way back and then, then going through this. I'm not going to hold it against him too much because he stayed in the game and, you know, I don't condone Redemption Island. But honestly, yeah, probably he has a better chance at winning if he goes to Redemption and defeats Ozzy or something. I, I do think that it would have been a net positive for Albert just to take his chances on Redemption. Give the necklace back. Like, if, if Brandon gives it to you, you get to the end of this tribal and you go, you know what? I can't do this. Yeah. Give it back. I don't know. If I'm at Albert, I don't know if I can keep the necklace. I don't. I really don't know if I can do it. Like, it, and it depends on the situation, but given how they made it to the final five and the optics in front of the jury um, and how you're already perceived, I think you have to give it back and you have to go do something drastic. You yeah. have to take out Ozzy and you have to come back. I want to step back because this has been um, heavy for a moment here. Survivor is a silly game. Survivor is a silly game. You know, it's okay if you lose. There's, you know, in this case, there's there's 17 people who lost this this uh, this game. Are you a worse or a better person because of it? I mean, maybe, but, you know, that's not relevant. It doesn't matter. It's a silly game. You, you played hard. I hope you had fun. I hope you had a good experience. That's the really the important thing here. You know, we, we the focus is winning because that's the goal. You know, a million dollars would be nice. But this is a silly game, and you're probably not going to win. So, you, you know, make sure you can live with yourself. You can vote out to Redemption Island. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I think Al probably should have gone to Redemption Island. It's not the end of the world if you get voted out a survivor. And, of course, now it, it, it bears repeating. On this podcast, we try to tell you how to win the million yes, dollars. that's the goal. Uh, now, what's worth a million dollars to you? Literally, only you can decide. Yep. Don't let your toxic father tell you. Don't, don't let uh, Coach tell you. Only you can decide what's worth a million dollars to you. And Albert was going to be the person going home yep. here, right? Oh, yeah. Albert was gone. Oh, yeah. Which is... A terrible move for the people remaining in the game. Yeah. But uh, Brandon was a, a good person to take out. Uh, you know, he, oh, yeah. Brandon was a good person to take out. For sure. And, and for the record, they actually, they wanted to take out Brandon. Brandon won, won immunity. immunity. They yep. shifted to Albert. And then Brandon yep. gave immunity up. So it, it was a real roller coaster of a, an episode. Yeah. And since, and since uh, so for, for me, uh, since, since Albert lived and everyone took out brandon it's just like okay well okay that that works i guess i couldn't decide on who a worse player was so just for jokes i wrote down brandon okay but we're giving up immunity i know you I have know to split the count. tie between albert and coach uh i'll go with albert okay. finale time loyalties will be broken i think they already were coach is gonna go off and albert albert's gonna keep saying like oh i didn't know brandon was gonna go home and coach is like you know what i can't stand all these little lies all these people are acting holier than thou i can't stand it Okay, coach. <laughs> I wrote L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L O L. We we relapsed hard, and I I use that term intentionally. Like, coach, this is who you were in Token Sheens. Like, where did the self awareness go? You are full of little lies. You are holier yep. than thou. Granted, it is day thirty-seven or whatever. You yes, know. game game takes toll on you. But yes, he's been a hypocrite. Shocker. Ozzy is going to defeat Brandon in the final duel. Ozzy's going to get back in the game. Brandon is going to play again. No. Nope. And no. it's not anything against Brandon. It is he, he, you know, maybe in like 20 years, let's check back in with him and see how he's doing. 
But at this point in time, anything close to this, no. And it's not against Brandon. It is just, I don't think it is healthy for him to be in this game. I think it is negligent to put him back in the game. And when we get to his return, I will call out, I will say Survivor and CBS were negligent to put him on the show and unethical to do it. I think it was uh, negligent, uh, maybe foolhardy to put him on this first season. So, yeah, foolhardy to put him on this first season to bring him back, especially because I haven't seen him play, which means he comes back in the next four seasons, uh, three seasons, so the next two years. Yep. That is negligent because there's no way that he would have enough emotional maturity and development to come back and do anything meaningfully different that may not do more harm for him. So uh, I, I I don't want to see him back, and I honestly think that's for his own good. Yep. Uh, Survivor is not an easy game on you mentally. It's the same reason I don't think 16-year-olds should be allowed to play. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, same answer. And they'll pile on, I just want the whole Hans storyline to end. Yep. So not just not just from because Brandon, but because of that too. We're almost done, and we have. I mean, there's that one season of Big Brother, which you know I talked about already, and then one more Brandon season of Survivor, and then we're done with the Hanses for good. Hopefully, Ozzy's back in the game. Woo, go my winner pick. You know, I don't want him to win at this point because I don't like anybody. In a pretty, in a pretty intense challenge yeah. too. Uh, Coach and Ozzy, they they tell each other they want to take each other to the end. Ozzy doesn't believe Coach as he shouldn't, but he's going to play along. Like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah, just say yes. Just say yes. Immunity challenge. It's really funny. It's like a house of cards style challenge. Sophie is going to drop her stack at one point. She's going to yell at Albert to drop his stack and come help her pick up her pieces because she's going to beat Albert anyway. (laughs) It's really, really funny. But Jeff is like, no, no, no. You can't you can't help each other. Fantastic. And it was another great moment because he said, like, you want Ozzy out? Beat him. Ozzy wins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Rick appears to be the target because he hasn't really made any enemies and he's the also the worst challenge performer so least likely to beat Ozzy in a, a challenge okay Ozzy has to be beaten otherwise he wins period Ozzy wants to play everyone against each other he tries to get Albert to target Sophie because of her bratty behavior at the challenge and then he tells them that coach made a final three deal with him coach is dodging questions very badly it's a lot of fun this is this is great I love watching Ozzy who's safe playing all these people against each other. Now, I I do think revealing that Coach made a final three deal with him, I do think, although funny, it's a bad move. It might be. Because, I mean, plan A, B, and C for Ozzy, as he so thoroughly articulated, is to win, win, and win. Cool. Plan D is hold Coach's feet to the fire, having not broken his trust sort of meaninglessly, because there was already enough brouhaha-ing going on in camp. You didn't need to shake it up that much. I do think this was a bad move. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna call it all out at Tribal Council uh, eventually, like publicly in front of everybody. He also caused Sophie a brat, which causes Sophie to start breaking down crying in front of the jury. I think this is great for Sophie because up to this point, she's very stoic. Uh, she's called condescending. She doesn't really get close to people emotionally. And I think for the first time, Sophie is humanized in front of the jury. So, and I think this is perfect timing. So we're at the final five. She's going to have this big human moment in front of everybody. They show the jury's faces. They all seem very sympathetic to her. And then she's going to come back two tribal councils later and give a great final tribal council performance. So I think it's just perfect timing for Sophie. So yeah, you know, it sucks that you have to break down and cry in front of the jury, but I think it helped her. I think it did too. Yeah, this wasn't like uh, Amanda, I think we'll go with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where she cried a lot uh, toward, at, at the end of the game and where it's just like, okay, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, if you never cry, <laughs> completely the opposite, and then you finally do, I think it's more meaningful. Mm-hmm. The scarcity. Second time we're referencing that law. Mm. 
Coach, this last time he played his idol, he's not going to play it. Play the dang idol. But whatever. He's not going to. Just It's arrogant. Just play it. Three votes for Rick, two votes for Sophie. Coach tries to give Rick a hug on his way out the door, and Rick's like, you have a seat there, buddy. Leave me alone. <laughs> go, go away. Oh, don't be like that. Just have a seat. <laughs> but he's not the cult leader, but yet he's trying to, like, you know, fondly farewell everyone who has to exit life. Coach wants everyone to like him as he stabs them. You can't, you can't have it that way. It's like, this is a good thing, twist. <laughs> the dragon slayer sends his regards. <laughs> uh, this is the wrong move. It should have been Sophie. Rick is not a threat. Rick's not beating anybody. Take out Sophie. The only thing I'll throw out there is, from a social side of things, this is turning into who do we hate the least? Because more than five members of the jury are of a tribe that was pagonged. Yep. Rick does not seem to have burned any bridges. So as a first-timer watching this through... It does feel like Rick is at the top of this heap, followed by, like, a Sophie. And then, believe it or not, as you get deeper into the post-merge before he was gone, like, Brandon, but Brandon's gone now. Yep. But, like, Ozzy needs to go. Like, like yep. I, I didn't even mention that because we already know it. It's a foregone conclusion. Ozzy needs to go. But after that, I felt like it was Rick and then Sophie who could win. So I don't mind the move to get rid of Rick if they're thinking that's the way that Savai are going to go with their jury votes. Well, we're going to see at the final tri- or the reunion show, though. Rick would not win. Right. And so, yeah. So based on hindsight, we have that. I just wanted to give the perspective. As you're watching through the first time, this logic seemed sound enough. And it is consistent with some weaker edits that we've seen in the past that were supported by stronger social games. So Rick beats Albert in the final two, and that's it. They lose to everybody else. The tricky part, it becomes Coach and Sophie. Where do they stack up? Because I think people see Coach higher than Sophie, but Sophie's actually going to be higher than Coach in the end. But you don't know that is what's going to happen. So you have to treat them like they're one A and one B right now. But Coach also has got the idol, and he should have played it, so he shouldn't really have been a factor. So that leaves Sophie. Yeah. Uh, so it should have been Sophie. This is a wrong move. I also said that it was the wrong move. Best play of the final five, Josh. He got. <laughs> it's Ozzy. <Yeah. laughs> Not only did he win his way back into the game through redemption, he also won immunity and made him safe for this vote. I agree that he probably could have done a little bit better with not being just. He could have been a little bit more strategic and uh, put. You know, someone like Coach in a bad place, but it works. I'll take two immunities. Uh, yeah, it's it's Ozzy, 100%. Yep. Uh, worst player? I did not give one out. It was just it was just really difficult because you have to disregard, obviously, Ozzy. You have to disregard Albert. And then people's motivations are so strange right now just because everyone is battling between do I take someone out who I can beat or do I take someone out who can't beat Ozzy in an immunity challenge. And I just really struggled with lining those things up. Uh, and I just fell on no one. I gave it to Coach. He poorly dodged questions. He didn't play his idol and he voted out a Rick instead of Sophie. Coach is the worst player of the episode. Everything except for not playing his idol, which again, like Ryan says, it pisses off the jury. It does. I think in this instance, Coach playing the idol for himself may actually rub the eliminated Upolu members the wrong way because he no. said it was a tribe idol. So I don't mind him not playing it. I actually don't mind not playing idols in general. Anyway, don't listen to Derek. He's uh, dead dog wrong it's here. Ju- it's just just my just one guy's opinion. He uh, he might never be more wrong than he is right now. This is a horrendous advice. No, there's no chance that that's. <laughs> no, that's true. Derek is the worst takes, but this is a terrible take. But anyway, it, it's still idol. it still is coach for I think all of the other reasons, and also you know even though I buy into the idea that Rick was a social threat because I was watching it through the first time, obviously based on hindsight, that read was wrong. 
Wrong, wrong, he wrong. He was a well-liked guy. He just didn't do anything. Take out Sophie. Yep. Easy. Final four, nobody shares food. Uh, Ozzy gets coconuts, keeps it to himself. The other three, they eat their own food. It's very, very funny. But Coach is going to confront Ozzy about burning him so badly at Tribal Council. And Ozzy's going to say it's because, you know, I got trust issues because of this game. I've been burned badly before. And they seem to clear the air because this coach, same thing happened to him. On a personal level, they clear the air, yes. Yep. And they talk about possibly sending Albert and Sophie to fire. Hilarious idea. But Coach, really all he's doing here is just ensuring himself a spot just in case Ozzy wins at the final four, uh, just to make sure Coach is the one who gets taken in the end. So I like this for Coach. Well, and for Coach, it's also, it, it's almost like cop out a little bit, but in, in a good way for him because that way he's able to still potentially have the whole honorable strategy going. It's stupidly risky because then you risk having Ozzy in the finals too. But, yeah, but you know, whatever. that all comes down to a challenge. You know, if yeah. he loses, he's out. But if he wins, you know, you want to get taken to the end. Mm hmm. Final immunity challenge, Sophie is going to win, even though the entire time Albert was just being a moron and kept getting in her way. But because it, it was one of those, um, you know, there's five different paths you have to go down to get puzzle pieces and then come back. And Albert kept going down the same one as Sophie and causing her to like trip up. It's like, go down the same one as Ozzy, trip him up. Come on, Albert. Yeah, no, the, it, this didn't make sense. Uh, and, and I felt like, <laughs> I felt, I, I just felt Sophie's for. Oh, yeah. Just what are you doing? But Sophie wins, defeats Ozzy. Final four. Yeah. Uh, call back to uh, when Jeff said during the uh, card house building one, just if you want Ozzy out of the game, beat him. And she did. And she did. Coach even named Sophie the new dragon slayer. She slayed the dragon. Ozzy tries to get Coach to send him and Albert to fire. He's like, hey, you gave me your word as a Christian man, dude. You know, you know, keep that. No, he's not. Tribal Council, three votes for Ozzy, one vote for Albert. Yeah, yeah, Ozzy's got to go. He wins. This is the right move. The rightest of right move. So, Josh, you got for best player. I gave it to Sophie. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Uh, worst player? Uh, coach. Oh, okay. I disagree. I, I, I ended up giving, like, you could give a dishonorable mention to Albert just because he's a moron, but overall he did the right thing. So I, I, I'm not, I didn't, yeah, I didn't give I can't one out. Give anything to Albert. I didn't give out a worse player because the the three of them did the right thing and they took out Ozzy. I said NA because uh, congratulations, the guy who was going to win like eight to one or better is yeah. now out of the game. Good job. <laughs> I think that there was something that was brought up at tribal by Ozzy. Maybe like he addressed something with Coach and it just made Coach look bad. I don't know. I think it was the Christian man promise. Yeah. Yeah. So there goes my winner pick for the third time. <laughs> Same guy, but out for the third time. Pulled it out three times. Uh, back in the day, I, I moved on to coach just because he's gotten the biggest edited three, and it's been you know complex but mostly positive. I could still see it. I'm, I would stick with coach. Sophie's Sophie's gonna win. She's had a smaller edit. edit and I, you know, it wasn't really positive. It's just like her being snarky. Mm -hmm. That's not exactly a great winner's edit. So yeah, I, I stuck with coach. So we're all on team coach. All on team coach gonna fail Hooray. all of us ozzy is going to play again do we want to see it fine <laughs> um but it has to be the right theme sure uh, he was really fun this season this is my favorite ozzy he made redemption island somewhat fun because i mean i was rooting against the family even if i don't want someone voted out especially not voted out twice to win the game it was fun to have like something going on in the background that wasn't related to the family and plus watching him just mow down person after person challenge after challenge was actually kind of enjoyable he was a great antagonist yeah. to the family. So I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Bring him back on a specifically bright season. 
Yeah, I think you'd I think you'd really have to be specific to the role that he plays on a season. The thing that I like most about Ozzy is being a challenge beast, and I feel like that wasn't as much a focal point this season outside of like Redemption Island, mowing people down, like you said, on Redemption. So and maybe it's something that as he ages, he's not as much of a challenge beast. And outside of that, it's just like, eh, it's just another contestant. So I'm I'm closer on the side of like Nah, I've had enough Ozzy for one lifetime. I just had so much fun with him on this season. Yeah. That I was like, you know what? Sure. Before like, this season, no. That's but. right. Like, I'm fine with it. It's just like, mm, whatever. All right. Final show of counsel. Opening statements. Albert says he focused on social relationships the most. Uh, yeah, but they were kind of phony-ass relationships. So, <laughs> Sophie says she was good in the challenges and at strategy. Um, but admits she has some social flaws. But it was at least genuine in who she was. Flaws and all. Coach says he had an uphill battle, but played with compassion and love. Point, Sophie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had an uphill battle being a captain and everything, but you got out of that pretty quickly. Yeah, like night one. <laughs> Ozzy gives Coach a chance to own his game by being honest about like how he really played with honor and integrity. And this is the where Coach starts to lose it a lot. Because Coach is coming into this with this thing... People are going to give it to Coach if he can own his game. That's the big question. Coach says he tried to play with honor and integrity, but couldn't always do it. That's one way to answer the question. Here's how Coach wins the game. And and this is asking a lot of Coach. Coach says, I've learned that you can't win this game by playing with honor and integrity. I used my old character traits that people know me for and used them to my advantage. I didn't play with honor and integrity. You can't win with playing honor and integrity. I was wrong the first two, two times I played. I tried to play better here, and I think I did. Boom, coach wins. Or something remarkably similar. like Because, I mean, we have seen people win with honor and integrity. Fabio and, uh, you know, good old Tom Westman, right? Coach cannot win that way. Not Because he didn't play that way. Ex- Tom and well, Fabio did. Right. And, yeah. and I suppose he's also never played honor and integrity, even though he used to think that he was. So it's interesting. But I like what you said. You know, I was leveraging my old cartoon character to establish a certain expectation with my alliance members with absolutely no intention to follow through coach wins the game that's all he's got to say and he wins the while i mostly agree with you like almost every time i'll agree with you the one giant asterisk here is what people on the jury are thinking we're we're talking about a cult season here like are the people on the jury still bought into that i i don't know so like bought into the cult i know no no they're not so like, but yeah, I'm saying, but I'm saying like, if they hear him basically say all those things and say it was like, it was all part of my plan the entire time, will that do just as much damage as the route that he ends up taking now? Brandon and Rick, maybe. The other seven, no. Coach went seven to two. And then I was going to say like, you're not playing for the former Upolu members. You're playing for the Savi votes mm-hmm. and then anyone who can respect a good game, which happens to be Edna. So like he has seven votes. Yep. They, like they're those should be the seven that he targets right there. Okay. Instead, he's pandering to the two sort of like unsuccessfully. Yeah, coach is gonna fall apart here, but we're not quite there yet. But he, there was a better answer than what he says to Ozzy. Jim wants Albert to say why coach and Sophie shouldn't win, and it was just hilarious because Albert's like, "Oh wow, that's such a great question, Jim. I really appreciate the way you look at the game." And it's just like, "Shut up, Albert." It's just the most like pandering brown politician thing. <laughs> And everyone laughs at him. Uh-oh, Albert's in trouble. I also noticed how he complimented Sophie's game before he said why yep. she shouldn't win the game. I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah, because Jim, his caveat was like, you can't give a compliment first. 
why shouldn't they win? And then he said, well, Sophie played a really strong game, but it was like, he literally told you not to do that. (laughs) Don wants to know why she made an alliance with Coach. And Sophie's like, kind of talks about Russell's game. Like he was, since he was a man, he was able to find two young women uh, who possibly naive and take them to the end. And that was kind of how she wanted to play. But, you know, she wasn't sure she could do that as a woman. But uh, she saw Coach as the equivalent of a young girl and he took her him under her wing just because he said he was going to play with honor and integrity and not write her name down. So he calls Coach like a young girl to in front of the entire jury. This and is where it starts it, to turn. It, it felt like a direct attack, and it was pretty hilariously executed. Like, oh, yeah, he was my young girl hilarious brandon wants to know if albert knew that brandon was going home and albert wants to give a big explanation brandon's like yes or no but no no, it's not this yes or no yes or no and eventually albert says no and brandon's like okay i don't i'm not gonna hear any more from you you're a liar you lie yeah Oof. yeah uh, 11 from stranger things <laughs> yeah 100 percent. friends don't lie friends don't lie whitney she's gonna come up and call albert sleazy and buttering people up on their way out Criticizes Coach for using religion as a weapon. Calls Sophie condescending. Sophie is going to take some initiative and jump in where Brandon or Albert and Coach do not. Maybe this was edited out. It's always possible. But Sophie's like, yeah, no, I think you're right. And I, that's something I learned about myself is these things that I, I you know, I, the way I was aloof and distant and kept myself apart. I thought those were strengths. Turns out they may not be. And that's something I want to work on. Good job. Great for Sophie. Yeah, acknowledgement. Acknowledge the flaws. Acknowledgement is a perfectly usable piece in argumentation and debate. And you can use character growth as a reason for why you should win. Yeah, absolutely. Edna comes up, and we talked about this earlier. She's going to give a speech on, like, hey, this game is all about manipulation. People have used religion to manipulate people forever. We shouldn't be mad about it. We signed up for this. Thank you, Edna. I wasn't expecting that. She divided it into two parts. The, The first part, I think, was we all knew what we were signing up to play. Don't be, like, bitter bananas, right? Don't be sour grapes. And the second part was, and also, if you are bitter, don't be bitter because it was religion. Because, like, you've been duped by religion for millennia. Like, stop pretending like you're offended by this. (laughs) You you love to be tricked by religion. I knew I picked her as my winner pick for a reason. (laughs) Might be my favorite Edna moment of the season, to be honest. There weren't many. And just uh, one of the few times that I feel we've had a true voice of the audience. Yeah. In a, in a very, very brief, abridged jury stump speech. And it wasn't for anyone in particular. It was for Coach, but it wasn't for anyone yep. in particular. It was just like, hey. Didn't name names. Relax yourselves. I uh, like it. Keith wants to know kind of more about the idol and what role it played. Doesn't really matter. The big news is Sophie's like, oh, by the way, the idol is not found how everyone thinks it was found. Albert actually found the original clue. Coach found it way days before. And we ended up, you know, Brandon was going hunting for like a maniac for it. And we decided we would, you know, pretend to find it as a group. And Brandon's face, it looks like he just got slapped. He's shocked. And this is where Coach loses the game. And there's going to be one final on the coffin. But uh, yeah, I think this is the end of the line for Coach. And Sophie has risen above Coach here. I, I think I agree. And I think part of it is he just said he played the game with as much honor as he could. That, is... that was an unnecessary lie yep. way back when. Like, it was funny, and we got Sophie saying, like, hey, I'm not the one saying the prayer. I'm just here. I just work here. But it ends up being something that she stored on her ammo belt, and we on the Castaway Consultants are proponents of storing things like this on your ammo belt for it. later use. 
perfectly executed. Excellent from Sophie. Excellent. And it's something that I completely forgot happened in, until it gets brought up. It's just like, hey, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you, He's you not honorable. <laughs> you could tell Sophie was like evidence, you know, object and evidence 43B. Like she just, she's like, I'm going to work this in. I don't care how hard I need to shoehorn it. I will shoehorn it in. And she does. So last week we have Cochran, and he he tries to compliment Cohen. She's like, hey, you know, you use honor and integrity too much. Drop that. I think you deserve to win, kind of thing. And Coach is not going to seize this opportunity. He is going to just apologize and like criticize his own abilities as a strategist and say, you know, everyone hates me. I'm sad, and it's just like, oh, you Coach, you just gave up here. I mean, so if he hadn't lost it before, he lost it now. He even said the word. It's not as bad as like, don't vote for me. But he said, yeah. I'm not a good strategist. And and then Sophie jumps in, basically says like, yeah, like I was basically the strategist in our alliance. Albert kind of hopped on after she yeah. said, he's like, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> so Cochran, who is st- throwing Coach a bone, Coach just tosses the bone away and. He tosses it into himself. Sophie's mouth, basically. Yeah, basically. He's like, here you go, Sophie. Enjoy a million dollars. And it's... Oh, I, I'm i sorry, because a lot of this is me processing this in real time. Because I, I, I just watched this for the first time tonight. Coach is so far committed to being not the leader, but also the leader of the family, that he's lost in it. If he takes credit as this being a strategic move then this was actually a cult. And he would have to admit that it was, in fact, a cult all along. And that's the one thing that he's failed to do this entire final tribal council. I, I think it's even simpler than that. He just wants to be liked. And he doesn't like the people who are mad at him. It's, it's, it's just uh, uh, Occam's razor. Just yep. the simplest solution is the one. I think that's it. He's uh, it, just it, upset that people are mad at him. It could absolutely be. But I do think that a certain level of that is a commitment to the bit. He feels like he can prevent people from starting to hate him now by buying into it even more. It's like he's doubling yep. down and he doesn't need to. He, he He's trying to like win and keep the honor and integrity card. He's trying to have his cake and eat it too, and he can't. And what's really sad is I think that Coach actually did play the most strategic game of everybody out there, and I don't even think it's close. And I'm not trying to dunk on Sophie. It's pretty easy to accidentally dunk on Albert for a lot of what he did. Oh, Albert sucks. Uh, But, like, I think Coach played the most strategic game, and he just didn't take credit for it. He let... Sophie just kind of slide in and take all the credit. I agree. I think he played the best social and strategic game of the three. Sophie played the best physical game of the three, but he just fell apart so hard and couldn't own his game in the final tribal council. And Sophie did a great job. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but uh, there's a, a recent, very similar comparison I want to make. But Sophie's going to have winning si- with six votes. Coach is going to get three. Edna, Cochran, and Rick are all going to vote for Coach. Albert gets zero. So, uh, I th- you know, this brings to the question, who would we have voted for? If you don't mind, I want to start. Yeah. Just because I think this is very similar to what we just saw in season 42 with Mike and Marianne, where everyone goes in probably wanting to vote for Mike. I think I would have been the same thing going uh, into, this, uh, into this one, probably going to vote for Coach. But they just tank the final tribal council so hard and somebody else rises up and does a great job that I'm, I very well might have changed my vote during the tribal council because of that with Marianne, with Sophie. So I think that's where I land is I think coming in, I think I would have been going for coach, but I very easily could have ended up on Sophie. I would have voted for coach. I think if you know what the audience knows and you're able to dissect it the way that we've been able to sit here for two plus hours now and dissect it, what coach did was, was nothing short of... <clears throat> I, I, impressive is too weak of a word. 
he created a miniature cult in a game for a million dollars and leveraged it all the way to the end. People forgot that he was a captain. They 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 turned him into a like a, a, a demigod, into a deity, as this untouchable thing. And and that was his intent. He got exactly what he wanted. And just because he was able to do it using a sensitive topic, literally one season ago, Boston Rob said, I don't care if it's Oreos. Yep. It was Christianity. And he did it. He found it. He wielded it. He used it to coalesce. And he should be given credit for that. I know that he doesn't want to take the credit, but he deserves it nonetheless. And even if it's a blight or a black mark on his record to win with such a a slimy strategy, congratulations. Here's your slimy trophy. You win. I respect it. I respect it way too much. I think the thing that because he tries to play the honor and integrity card, I think he'd be like, nope, I'm giving it to Sophie. I do like that he said that he was not always playing with honor and integrity. Like, he did admit, I played with as much as I could. Now, that could mean that he played with almost none. It could be it could mean that he played with 98%. It's a political answer. I don't care. You played the best game and you gave a political answer at the end because you didn't want to accidentally shoot yourself in the foot. I, I don't care about that. So I would have voted for Coach, but I don't fault you for saying that you would switch to Sophie. I don't fault anybody. I don't fault Sophie for winning. He absolutely tanked this final tribal council. Josh? Oh boy. This is this is tough. I feel I feel like my answer could be different if I was actually on the island. Um yeah. I mean, like yeah. obviously well, and, and I say that just because of like the edit that we were given for Sophie. Because like for me, if I was in a position like you, like you were talking about Ryan and where I'm going in, like thinking, coach, uh, maybe you can switch, whatever, like even then it's still hard for me to just switch to Sophie just based on the things that coach said you're you're more taking it away from coach rather than giving it to Sophie and that just doesn't really seem right it it seems like like I want more of a reason to vote for someone and I feel like we didn't get a whole lot extra from like Sophie on you know moves that she made throughout the game other than just kind of like being able to make her way through in this cult without just going down with the ship i don't know i feel like i would probably have gone with coach here but i don't feel strongly about it whatsoever sophie's gonna play again do we want to see it yes please yeah she's a winner bring her back yep want to see how she does in a non-cult season yeah that'd be fun reunion show ozzy's gonna win fan favorite we hear more about how Brandon was treated pretty poorly by his family. They weren't proud of the way he played the game, so he has it, it's it's tough. Only it, Russell showed up. Literally, no one else from his family, no one from his immediate family showed up. Russell's there to criticize his game. Uh, everyone boos Russell for it too. Um, and I will say, uh, Jeff Jeff provoked that. Yep. Russell said, "Like, if you want me to sit down, I will sit down." Well, and and, and Jeff didn't give him that chance. And Russell even said, "Like, I'm separating it here." Like. I'm your your Uncle Russell or whatever, but if you want me to criticize your game, I can. So, like, he was trying... Well, Brandon never said yes. It, Brandon yes, never said yes. I know. And that's bad on Jeff. And that's bad on Russell, too. That's it, bad on both of them. I'm not letting Russell off the hook. Yeah, here. yeah, Ru- Russell... Ru- I'll dunk on Russell whenever you want. <laughs> but, like, Jeff... Jeff needs to not pour salt yep. on the wound. Like, come on. And I think Brand- we're, we're past that era of reality TV where we're going to just do this kind of trashy crap. Yeah, I, think I, I hope that. so. Now, where we are in Survivor now, I think we're past it. But we're we're smack in the middle of it with season 23. 2012-ish? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. I promise you that. Oh, boy. Jim kind of talks about players' motivations, which we touched on earlier. You know, you can't always assume everyone's there to win the game. 
yeah, that's pretty much it for the reunion show. Yeah, other than that, we, we already spoke earlier about how Cochran sort of articulates what happened to his game. I love how he said, I, I took a defensive posture by necessity early on, and it meant that I wasn't able to make headway in an actual strategy. So that was just stuff I found interesting. Uh, let's get into best and worst player of the season. Derek, who do you got? Best player of the season. I mean, just a reminder, this is everyone who makes the merge. The final 12 in this case are people who are eligible for best and worst player of the season. Who is the best player of the season, Derek? It's Coach. I ended up giving mine to Sophie. She owned her game better than Coach did, which is important. And yeah, I'm going to actually flip on what I said for like my who I would have voted for for this. I'm going to I'm going to give it to Sophie for the overall best just because this is where I'm trying to trust the players a little bit more sure. rather than who I'm giving like my vote to. So that's why I, I'm swapping to, to Sophie here. It's those two, though, like those were the two. Yeah, they ran. They ran the show. 100 percent. Those two. And I think it just goes to show how important a final travel council speech is. You have to be able to own your game. Got to stick the landing. And and if I'm going to defend my coach pick for best of season, just for a moment, I think because he's a captain, he came in and was expected to play a better game. And he did. Now, he may have... I don't know. He's coach. I don't think he was expected to play a better game. He did. He, well, he did. Right. I'm just saying, like, if you have experience in something, generally you should be able to come in and put on a better show. And he absolutely did. It wasn't a clinic, but I think Sophie played a very good game for her first time out. But I think that Coach's game was marvelous. Uh, not not the final Tribal Council, but the body of the game sure. was marvelous. How about worst player of the 12? I fell on the person who made the worst move, and that's Cochran. I think you can make a good argument for Albert. I do think that a lot of his attempts at strategy were stymied by the family, which is more a credit to coach than it is a demerit to Albert. Uh, You could say Rick for not doing anything. You could say Brandon, but I'm not grading Brandon's game. Exactly. That's why I'm giving mine to Brandon. I'm giving it to Cochran because he should have known better. He should have done better, and he did it anyway. So I, I think the fact that he was a super fan, he knew the theory, and he still made probably the dumbest move you can make by pissing off the majority of the jury in like day one after the merge congratulations you basically lost worst so. worst player of the season and worst move of the season are two different things for me that's why i'm giving mine to brandon and, and they're not always married for me but yeah i use worst move as like a tiebreaker if necessary I, it's got to be brandon like you don't want to give it to him and you know that his motivations aren't all like completely aligned to what a survivor player should be but doesn't change the fact that he made the moves that he did my big issue is that going into the finale, Brandon could still win. How yep. can you say that he's the worst player of the season if going into the finale, he could have still won? Jeff Watch, anything? I did not like the way that he forced... Well, he didn't force, but he opened the door for Russell to dunk harder on Brandon, who didn't deserve yep. that. Um, and whatever role Jeff had in casting Brandon to begin with, because he's an executive producer at this point, it's not really Jeff Watch on that, but it's still something observable that Jeff had a hand in. Didn't like it, so I, I was pretty frustrated at Jeff uh, a couple moments this season. Other than that, I did like when they're like, if you want to beat Ozzy, then beat him. You know, that was a good moment, and there are funny moments, but those other two things are kind of overshadowing everything else. Weather report? This did not seem like a bad season at all, and in fact, Ozzy said that he caught more fish than he's ever mm-hmm. caught in his life, and he was eaten good. I don't think it rained one time. Yeah, I don't. maybe once or twice, but not much. I don't really remember a whole lot. Yeah, the weather had almost no bearing. Josh, memorability consultant. Yes. In the pre-merge, you said, uh, was it Operation Trojan Horse was the most memorable moment of the season? I did not write it down. Did you write it down? I I think that's what it was. No, I don't write it down. Well, let's go with that. So what would you give the most memorable moment of the post-merge? And does that beat 
the pre-merge. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, usually I like to mention them as they come up in the in the podcast. And if you guys didn't notice, I didn't really have like any nominees really uh, here in the post-merge. One of the things that I remember, like I remember things like like the family visit, like Brandon, Brandon's dad. And then uh, Cochran flipping Brandon giving up immunity. Oh, yeah. That was in the merge episode, those, wasn't it? Those, those are my those are my two big ones, I yeah. think. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that that was that was in the merge. So yeah, Cochran flipping specifically, Jim saying, uh, "You coward." Yep, uh, I enjoy that. You know, you got the overall like theme of the whole cult, but that's not a specific moment, uh, so I can't choose that. No, uh, oh, in the pre-merge, it was uh, the get on your knees. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the get yeah. on your knees part. Yeah, it is still pretty close. Yep. So for the post-merge, I'd, I I would probably say that it was you know. Cochran flipping specifically afterwards where <laughs> Jim says you coward that would make it out of the post merge. Okay. And what wins overall? See, it's hard to, it's hard to pick the Trojan horse. Cause that happens over two episodes. Cause I think both Ozzy getting <laughs> Ozzy like getting voted out and also his speech when he's at redemption Island. Oh yeah. For revenge. Basically for that's revenge, not even a nominee, basically. but that, that, you know what? That's my nominee actually, because I quote that one unironically all the time. I'll, I'll go with the, the culmination of the Trojan horse just because it, it okay. does bleed over from the pre-merge. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with Ozzy at Redemption Island there. Uh, okay. And basically failing to execute uh, his glorious acting. Let's go with that. All right. Last thing we got to do is our season rankings. 23 seasons in now. I'll go first. Palau, Pearl Islands, Tokachines, Vanuatu, Micronesia, China, Borneo, South Pacific, which uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eighth place overall for me, South Pacific. Continuing with the Amazon, Fiji, Guatemala, Panama, Samoa, Africa, Australian Outback, Gabon, Marquesas, Nicaragua, Heroes vs. Villains, Cook Islands, All-Stars, Thailand, Redemption Island. So for my season rankings, I've got season 16 at number one, Micronesia fans versus favorites, followed by China, Palau, Heroes vs. Villains, Tokachines, Pearl Islands, and then actually coming in at number seven, I have South Pacific, Ooh. right ahead of Amazon, Vanuatu, Guatemala, Australia, Nicaragua, Fiji, Panama, Borneo, Gabon, Africa, Cook Islands, Samoa, All-Stars, Marquesas, Redemption Island, and Thailand. So coming in at number seven, South Pacific, this was just way too fascinating from an anthropological level. All right, Josh. All right, so from the top, we got China, Pearl Islands, Micronesia fan versus favorites, heroes versus villains. Token Sheens, Palau, Amazon, Vanuatu, Borneo, Australia, and South Pacific. All right. So one, That's two, all... three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, if I counted right. Eleventh place? Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all pretty high uh, for South, uh, South Pacific uh, compared to most people, I will say. I do think that this season is catered more to the interests of our friend group. Yeah, I think for sure. The average fan, I don't think, will like this season, but I think there's just so much here. So much juicy stuff. Uh, I love the season. Yeah, there were a couple of seasons in there that I couldn't really put it above. That's why mine dipped down sure. a little bit lower than your guys's. But yeah, it's kind of, it's I don't know, middle of the road as it lined up, it looks like. All right, so that is the end of South Pacific. So next time you hear from us, we'll actually be Survivor 43 when this episode drops. After that, uh, we'll be the Survivor 43 coverage. And then when Survivor 43 come uh, finishes, we'll get back One World. We're going to record One World Season 24 before Season 43 comes out. So a little inside baseball. Uh, but the next time you hear from us will be Season 43. 
Uh, but for the Rewind series, we got One World up next. Derek, you have seen like five people from the season play, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, five. Wow. That's still a handful. Yep. I despise Survivor One World. This is, for a long time, this is my least favorite season. So I'm not looking forward to this <laughs> at all. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, most likely, unless something drastic happens, this will come in last place once we get to the end of 24. Wow. Uh, See, I didn't, this will most likely be last place. I didn't dislike it that mu- as mu- as much as you did. I mean, I'll probably end up throwing it like in the bottom half of my rankings, but I I don't really know where it's going to go. Yeah, this is the earliest I've ever checked out of a season where I'm like, I'm done. I don't care. Just let's get it over with. Yeah, you guys so, have got me super hyped for this. So I, I I despise this season and the, the vast majority of this cast. I would say like fifteen out of the eighteen people on this cast, I don't give a crap about. I think there's three decent characters, <laughs> and that is it. So yay, ringing endorsement from me. Ready. Um, so that'll be next. You can follow us on Twitter at CastWickedSultans, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Anything else, guys? No, yeah. As usual, reach out on any social media and we'll interact with you. We did get a nice little message, well, at this point, the other day, basically saying like how much they love the podcast. So thank you very much. Uh, That's nice. More more are appreciated as well. We Mm -hmm. love it. Yep. And that Twitter message did also say, what are you guys going to do when you're done with the rewind? I guess you'll just have to stay tuned. Yeah, we got to figure that out. (laughs) All right. This has been the Cast Wicked Sultans. Got nothing else for you. Good night.